Cowboys win the NFC East. Free drinks at the Igloo for the first time in seven years. Coaches looking for new real estate. CJ and the Texans invited to the new Axel Orgy. <laughs> and the Kellum Shank Redemption next on Around the Couch. Welcome back, everyone, to Around the Couch, an NFL podcast. We made it to the end. Check us out at DVRpodcast.com. Become a patron, patreon.com slash DVR. My name is Axel. With me, of course, that voice there was Heath and also Brett, BTK, not AI this year, and Ando Calrissian is here as well. We're here to talk the NFL playoffs. It's that time. It's exciting. But first, Solo's got some news because today there was some crazy coaching shit happening. What's up, Solo? Take us through it. Well, yes, it's the end of the 2020, 2023 regular season, and a lot's happening, folks. A lot going on. Yeah, playoffs are set. We'll get into them as Ando's got some surprises for us as we'll pick the winners against the spread. We will do our annual bracket, not against the spread. We'll talk about a lot of things going on, the whole playoff picture. But before that, you know, support the podcast. Go to patreon.com slash DVR. For a couple bucks a month, you can get ad-free podcasts. Yes, ad-free. See how I did a pause there? Normally an ad would go in there. But no, ad-free. You get them <laughs> exclusively before anyone else. So go to patreon.com slash DVR. And for half a Starbucks coffee a month, you can support the pod. All right. So. I want to start out with Brett. You're a young man in Athens, Georgia. (laughs) So this past weekend, we had the playoffs. uh, Our seeds were set. We had a slew of games. What was one thing, one storyline that stuck out for you personally during the final weekend of the regular season? Um, I think for me personally, it was probably the, how the game ended with the saints and all that, that ridiculous, like final touchdown. Um, not that that ended up having any impact on any playoffs or anything like that, but I actually had already turned off the game at that point. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I committed a solo no, no, by not watching it to its completion. Um, because it was 41-17. No. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but when I looked it up, I'm like, well, we had all of our timeouts, whatever. He, he ran the ball in. But when you see it and you see that they're in victory formation and then they run the ball in, that's pretty Bush League. And then you find out that the coach ordered them to kneel and Jameis Winston in the huddle put it to a vote. And the guys <laughs> wanted to get um what what's his name a touchdown jamal williams jamal, jamal williams, williams who, yeah. who led the the league in touchdowns last year yep. for detroit and i don't <laughs> well, think he had any yet this year did he, he had no, zero going he had not. That's what I thought. Yeah. which is why which is why they wanted him to score a touchdown but let me just say scoring a touchdown against air is less impressive that's like the mean, most meaningless touchdown in NFL history when you're scoring against guys that are not even like they're just standing around because they know you're going to kneel the ball I mean, a, a touchdown in practice, I think, is is uh, uh, more impressive. Than that 
So congratulations on getting a, a meaningless touchdown. Um, but I don't know. That, and then you find out that the coach didn't order it. So now Dennis Allen looks like he doesn't have control of his players. So I, I kind of feel like maybe he won't be lasting much longer in New Orleans unless they have a really good year next year. He's probably going to be out. Jameis Winston could be cut at any time because he's obviously not a uh, necessarily a team player or a loyal player as far as you're listening to your head coach. So it's a little embarrassing just all around. Um, that, that, that's, I think that's the play that kind of stuck out to me. Obviously, Arthur Smith was pissed um, after the game. He was uh, – you know, laying Dennis Allen a new one there at, at midfield did not shake his hand. I can understand him being upset, but I, it also looked bad on him. Like if you if if you're that upset, just walk off the field and don't shake his hand. You know, don't make a big scene on the field. Um, but it kind of makes me wonder if the NFL would actually look at making a rule about this victory formation because it potentially is a safety issue if the other team just assumes you're going to kneel it. They're obviously not prepped their body to receive a hit. So there's an injury risk there. There's an injury risk on now you, now you're going to have to kick an ensuing completely meaningless kickoff play where somebody could get injured. And then, yeah, I don't know. I mean, don't forget the fake spike against the jets there, Brett. You know, well, the, I think the fake Deception spike is. is different. Yeah, that's not in victory formation at all. Yeah, yeah. no, but it is, is an expectation when the quarterback goes down like that, everybody eases up. You know what I'm saying? But I, I could see him doing it just like they do, with, like they do with baseball and the intentional walks, where they've changed that, where the guy can basically just say, "We're intentionally walking this guy," and he goes first. Why couldn't if there's a minute and a half left and there's no time left, no timeouts left by the opposing team? Why can't they just say we're going to kneel down three times? Yeah, I could see them doing something like that too. Because now, like the next time the Saints players line up in victory formation, everybody's just going to tra- charge like blitz yeah. package, charge at them, <laughs> and that, there's <laughs> somebody could get injured there too. I mean, it's kind of strange. If the game is still in in uh, doubt, like a fake spike, the offense is still trying to score to win. I think that's a different situation where compared to here where the game is over. So I don't know. I'm curious to hear what you guys think though, because I kind of changed when I actually saw the play, I totally changed my mind and I, I am on the side of that was a little too Bush league for my taste. I didn't realize that they didn't, uh, that they just basically walked in. I, I I had heard what had happened obviously, but I didn't realize it was quite that blatant. That's, that's interesting. That's, I don't know. It's weird. It, it does seem Bush League, but at the, I mean, I don't know. A lot of it, too, seems like Smith just being pissed off because he knows he's going to get fired, too. I mean, I well, don't that's know. definitely an element of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's one thing if you're lining up to run a play, like if, because sometimes points are tiebreakers, even though this game didn't factor into that. It was literally, yeah. You know, it's like that, that, uh, you know, when you're in victory formation, 
you're, you're, you're basically no timeouts left. You take the knee. You don't try to get incentives. If you're going to run, line up and say we're running and let the defense know, and then you man-to-man play. If That I'm okay with. If that, hey, if you want to try to score, we got to stop you. That's fine. But when yeah. you're in victory formation, come on. It, it, there's got to be some freaking class left, sportsmanship left. If they had lined up to run the ball, I, I would have been fine with that because, I mean, the Falcons still have timeouts. If they really wanted to, they could try right. to get the ball back right. and score a meaningless touch, uh, points or whatever, you know. Um, and so if they just lined up like a normal play, yeah, you got to be ready for them to run the ball. Listen. So there's I, a distinction I, there. I don't know. Yeah. I think, honestly, this is really has nothing to do with any of that and just has to do with Jameis Winston is fucking nuts. We've all seen his, his <laughs> how he tries to get hype, his hype speeches. He's a fucking weirdo. I've read stories about him being a weirdo. That's what happened. You know, he was like, we're going to do this for him. And everyone on the team was like, what the fuck, Jameis? Like, oh, we're fucking doing it. We're doing it. And then he well, did it. Brett, when you said he's probably going to, he's on the verge of being cut next year, I'm thinking, you know what? Ever since Jameis Winston stepped on the NFL field, I thought he's been on the verge of getting cut. <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of his thing all the time. So, uh, I guess to, to, to hear Winston is behind this did not surprise me yeah, in the least. That's, that's what Just like Axel was saying, he's nuts. That's what stood out. All right, me. speaking of nuts, speaking of nuts. Oh, and I'm not yeah. talking about Michael Keaton. <laughs> the man's Batman, nuts. Grab He's nuts. Axel. Oh. Don't grab any more nuts. Oh. One well, one takeaway from the weekend you'd like to talk about. Um my takeaway from the weekend is some of these games I think we texted about it felt a little preseason-ish with so many we broke the record, I guess, for number of starting quarterbacks in a season. Um but you know, the game some of the games turned out to be fun. You have it in the notes. I mean, obviously, for me, for my team, the Jets, we end that streak with the Pats. That was meaningful, and if it's Belichick's last game, maybe this is the end. Maybe this is a closing. Right? We had we had Pete Carroll's gone. Belichick maybe Belichick be gone. Good, good. Let all the old guys go. Let the new people in. Maybe instead of uh, Aaron Rodgers being the quarterback, the Jets will surprise everyone and pick a quarterback in the draft and uh we'll go for the future i kind of hope they do just to piss off rogers i mean this well, don't jump ahead axel don't jump ahead axel okay. you 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 reference the notes okay and then you jump ahead <laughs> I, i'm sorry i wasn't even looking ahead i didn't even know sorry well you don't say notes and okay. jump ahead come on if you're looking at notes let's, right. you're gonna have your platform for that um, your week your thing was a felt like preseason, and yeah. it's just like it was, okay. you know, it was some fun games, but, um, you know, um, some yeah, it's like this every, here. every last week of the season, yeah. whether it's a 16 game season or 18, you get plenty that just don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's, you know, you get, uh, and Blaine Gabbert starting, you know, games. <laughs> and I didn't realize we had freaking Carson Wentz versus Sam Darnold. It's the Rams and the Niners. That's what I'm taking away. Uh-huh. I was shocked. I was shocked. I turned it on. I, I was like, what the heck? Carson Wentz is on the Rams? I, I knew. I kind of <laughs> knew he was, but it didn't hit me. <laughs> and what pisses me off the most is that he's probably going to get a job now next year because he played pretty well in a, mm-hmm. in a preseason game. So I'm just like, oh, no. Oh, Carson Wentz, just go away. <laughs> and, oh. 
Oh, I may be misremembering, but I, I don't remember so many starting quarterbacks just be sitting on the bench the whole game in the final week. I, I know usually some starters get rest, and maybe you pull them early. I just don't recall, like, God, there must have been like a dozen starting quarterbacks that didn't even start. Yeah. Well, well I, I think, think too. I th- oh, I go ahead, of, Well, I was going to say, I think a lot of that, too, is that there was, we talked about it last week when we making picks, there was five or six teams that were already locked into their positions. Yeah. And normally yeah, there isn't that concerned. many. Besides the number one seeds, there was, I think the Chiefs were locked in and the Browns and somebody else in the yeah, NFC. I think. That's so true. That might, that might have been and, part of it where there was no, no meaning for them to play. And I also think. I think, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Solo. No, no, I was just going to reiterate. Yeah, because like Goff played for the Lions. They had a seat. They could have changed seeds possibly because they had the Lions game early mm-hmm. versus late, you know, or, or after the Cowboys and the Eagles play. But go ahead, Axe. No, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I have, I think it, a lot of it had also to do with the timing of some wins, like the Steelers winning the Jag, you know, the Jags going down. So those were earlier, right? So then it provided a little bit more clarity as to what was going to happen. But the Texans Colts game was great. That was my favorite game of the weekend. <laughs> Axel taking two takeaways. Sorry. For the weekend. Go, Ando. What What's you your takeaway, Ando? Ando. Take Axel's it away. He's a renegade. He's Lorenzo well, Lamas right now. He's reneg- a renegade. <laughs> my take is going to be a quick one because we're going to talk about it, I think, pretty much throughout the entire podcast. But this last week really cemented to me that I don't trust any team. None of them. Maybe the Ravens and the 49ers, maybe. But all the rest of the teams, even the game, I mean, granted some of them rested players, but the ones that didn't, even the teams that won, Buffalo and and the Rams, I don't still don't trust those teams completely. The Chiefs, I don't trust anybody. And I, it's, I think it's going to make for an insane playoffs, which probably means that it'll be yeah. Ravens and 49ers win everything, but it's just all the teams are so flawed this year. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. That's my main takeaway. It just cemented that belief that I don't trust any of these teams. Yeah. No, that's that's a good take, Ando, because even the Niners is kind of, to me, the because the Ravens, it's still playoff Lamar. We don't know who's going to show up after a bye. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lamar could be awful. He could be amazing. We don't know. And the playoffs are a different animal. These quarterbacks, when they're under the spotlight, like Joe Burrow early on, boom, got his team to a Joe Super Bowl. Joe Burrow. He, he, you know, Burrow <laughs> came through. Uh, <laughs> uh, burrow into the your Bengo. heart. <laughs> <laughs> but but you, you don't know, you know, so it, it's going to be so interesting. And I hope, I hope you're right, Ando. I hope it's just not chalk, Ravens, Niners. You know, if a team gets hot, if say the Rams all of a sudden, I mean, I still can't believe the Rams are going to go far. That was the same team the Cowboys whipped up. I mean, I know they knocked Stafford out of the game, but I'm like, but do 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 do, crack that whip. All right, now we're going to do a rapid fire. There's so much going on with the coaching carousel. Axel mentioned, you know, people getting fired and and and. and People wanting to leave their situation. So what I'm going to do, you, I'm going to each host, and I'm going to na- give you a name, 
and say where they're going to coach next year. It could be a new team. It could be they're going to be broadcasting. It could be they're going to college. could be I don't effing know. But we're going to guess here. What we do on Around the Couch, we try to predict. It goes back to Axel's Lost Theory cast when we predicted crazy theories and all that. So we're doing it football style. And one person answers, and then we're moving on to the next one. So, Ando, I'm going to start with you. Uh, And maybe a shocking... Mike Vrabel from the Titans was let go, and it seems to be that the GM Carthon and him did not see eye to eye, and that was one of the reasons for the departure, aside from the last two years have been pretty rough in Tennessee. Uh, So what's your prediction? Where is Mike Vrabel coaching next year? Well, I'm going to do a two-for-one here because I think Vrabel is going to New England, and I think he's bringing Arthur Smith with him to be the offensive coordinator. Ooh, like it. Ooh, that, that was a twofer, a twofer. All right. We know Pete Carroll is what we're hearing today at his press conference and everything. It looks like he's going to be a front office advisor for Seattle. He's going out with his team tonight to kind of final celebration kind of thing. So I think it's more up in the air, but he was very emotional today. So I'm just going to table Pete Carroll. I, I don't see him coaching right now. But real quick, does anyone think he'll coach next year or he's just going to do this advisory role for the, the Hawks? I, I think he retired. Yeah, I think it was like I a agree. mutual thing, and he was just like, you know right. what, guys, I'm just going to retire. Yeah, I think the All only right. way he coaches again is if there's some some crazy thing where whoever Seattle hires – doesn't work out and some well, season goes to shit <laughs> and he steps in for a few games or something. I don't, I think he's done full time. He's 73. Okay. You're good, dude. You're good. Chill out. Yep. Yeah. He's in good shape though. I'm 50. All right, Brett, I know. I know. And Ando was the next one to jump on my notes, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I want your answer for this. Arthur Smith. Does he get a head coaching job or a coordinator job or nothing? What is your feelings? And, and do you want to give like a, a bon voyage Arthur Smith <laughs> or anything? To, uh, you, you, not really. No. Um, okay. Yeah, he just, yeah, he just, just flush uh, him, Brett, just flush him. Right. I, the expectations I think were high, probably too high when he came in and he just did almost nothing for three years, but I, no, I don't see him doing, uh, becoming a head coach. Uh, certainly not next year. Maybe down the road, but I could definitely see him being an offensive coordinator next year. I think somebody will probably hire him, like Mike Rabel. Good job, yeah. Ando. Okay, Axel. Well, he's got a, he's got a history with the Patriots and with Rabel, so that was quite why I thought he might go with yeah. him. So, yeah, was he at Tennessee with Rabel? Or no, was yeah, with OC? Tennessee. Excuse me, with Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tennessee. Yeah, sorry, okay. with Tennessee. Yeah, no, it's all good. Axel, for you. So, Do you think Katy Perry's hot? Um, uh, yeah, I, that's a tough one. It's a tough. The personality okay. kind of knocks it out for me. So, body wise, totally my type, tall brunette. But the personality mm-hmm. is not for my taste. Okay. Okay. Good. Good to know. Uh, but I didn't see that in the notes. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know what? Everyone's ripping up my notes and doing stuff. I'm adding stuff. Like, okay. All right, Axel, you get I'm gonna give you Bill Belichick. Where do you think oh. he's coaching next year? Um I think 
I I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he stays in New England. I wouldn't be. I I have. I mean, I guess it looks like he's going. Maybe just make a guess. Make a take a guess. What's an Axel's guess right now? Gun to your head or water pistol? Atlanta Falcons. All right, I like it. I like it. All right, Brett. That's a good guess. That's what Brett. I think he's going to. Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator for the Lions, kind of hot right now. Where do you think he goes? Mm. Back home to his mama. Give me the Chargers. Oh, oh okay. okay. Mm. That would be interesting because that means because he's an offensive guy. Would Kellen Moore get chipped out, or he would just be his? I guess he I could still they, be his coordinator. I think Kellen Moore interviewed for the head job too with them already, didn't he? I thought I saw he was a candidate to. Possibly I'm sure he did. Be promoted. Yeah. It'll be interesting if if they were to hire a Ben Johnson, an offensive guy, would they keep Kellen Moore? I mean. I remember with the Cowboys, they they hired Jason Garrett as the OC and brought in Wade Phillips. But, you know, Wade was a defensive guy. But Is, um, is Kellen Moore a, a hot commodity? I mean, I know, well, I know you're they signed him this year. Last year. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, no I, I don't think he's a hot commodity. Well, I think that he had a few head coaching interviews last year, I think, too, didn't he? Yeah, the last couple of years. Um, but he um, – but Staley hired him, or the Chargers hired him for this year. So this was his first year. But it's not like he impressed with anything no. this year. It, you know, Herbert might have got worse. So Eckler definitely did. I but mean, I like I like that yeah. pick, Brett, because I say you get rid of Kellen Moore and f- start anew. All right, yeah. Ando, Jimmy Harbaugh just won a national title with Michigan. Where if he goes, where do you think he's going to go? I'm not going to say where. Where do you think he'll go? I think if if there wasn't a cloud hanging over the program, I think he would for sure stay. But I think he's going to pull a Pete Carroll. Like when Carroll was get, get, about to get in trouble at USC and he bailed to the NFL, I think Harbaugh is going to go to the biggest spot available, and that's the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Dun, 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 dun. God, the Raiders would have to be paying like three coaches. Well, and oh. you know they're going to do it. I mean, it, it's, it's still Al Davis's son in charge. It's they, yeah. they pay that stuff. I, I something about him in Las Vegas just seems like the right fit to me. I could right. see that definitely. Uh, Axel Foley, your yeah, boy, baby. Riverboat, Riverboat Ron, Ron Rivera, uh, just he'll got be, fired from the commies. Yeah, he'll be bullshitting with Terry and uh, those guys next year. Okay, broadcasting. Okay. Maybe he can replace Bradshaw. Oh, God. Yeah, seriously. Seri- I, that is so painful. I, I have to be honest Ugh. with you, and I feel bad because I'm going to get old. I'm getting old. We're all getting old, but he's too old. It's like the thing starts, and there are three teams passed at halftime, and he's like, and the quarterback goes. <laughs> Touchdown. Yeah. It's really sad. So sorry, Terry Bradshaw. You should retire. Riverboat Ron could take over. Uh, I just want to say Frank Wright and Brandon Staley, who cares? We're not even guessing those. Yeah. I think Wright is retiring and Staley, who freaking cares? Yeah. Um, all right, Brett. Eric Bieniemy, does he stay as the commies OC? Does he get the job or where does he go? I think, Isn't this yeah, a I, weird one? Isn't he? Weir- is this his situation so yeah, bizarre? I think, mm-hmm. 
I think his star is has started to dim a little bit, but I could see Washington promoting him. So maybe yeah. he stays with the Commanders. All right, staying with the Commanders. I think he's, I think he's a candidate to go to the Chargers too. He's got a history there. But whether he actually oh, yeah. gets a, whether yeah. he actually gets a head coaching job is another story. So anyway, yeah, there's something next. something with his attitude and we, it's weird. Yeah. Why he never was getting he, he wasn't hired before, you know, oh Andy Reid's really calling the play and I, you know, and now in Washington like I remember the players had some problems with them and mm-hmm. I don't think him and Riverboat Ron got along too well. Yeah. So yeah. All right. All right, Axel. Oh shit! Let's do it. Nick Saban. Oh wow. Has recently retired from Alabama. Yeah. Now chances are he'll spend time with his grandkids. He'll maybe do a studio show. But if Saban were to go to the NFL, where where do you think he would he would coach? The Frankfurt Galaxy. There you go. Perfect. Oh. Axel loves this segment and is taking it so seriously. <laughs> no, I, I honestly, it would be cool. I know we already talked about um, New England. Uh, I think it would be fun if uh, Nick Saban went to New England. That would be cool. We didn't talk about it on the pod. We texted. So oh, oh, all okay. that stuff we got to oh, get no, on we air. We talked about Vrabel going to New England. So, But yeah. I think it would well, be fun. To, to see Saban you know, go, he's so. I mean, those two guys have dominated college and and well, pro and they're football. good friends. Too. Yeah, exactly. So they're both evil. If Belichick were to leave or something, I could see him in <laughs> What do you say? They're both evil. They're both evil. <laughs> I thought that. Go- I thought that evil. went without saying, but they are he's two evil, evil people. Um, oh, he's well, there's a documentary so. about the them both being on the Browns. Is that right? Back oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's an interesting staff there. Yeah. Oh, um, that's crazy. But you know what, though? Oh, I was just going to no, go say, ahead. Go ahead, you. the college, he's been in college so long. Has he ever coached in that? Did he ever coach Miami. the head coach yeah, in that? Yeah, Dante Culpepper. Yeah. Yeah. Signed Dante Culpepper instead of Drew Brees, and that might have been a big oh, difference. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wasn't terrible, though. I think he was 8-8 eight and eight or 7-9. and nine. Oh, I should have known that. Uh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Against my There's a lot of things you should have known. I um, should have known. And oh, Josh McDaniels. Does he, if Belichick, where does he go? Well, <laughs> kind of like I got a two for one earlier, I have another two for one. And he goes with, with Bill Belichick to Atlanta. Belichick's hired him back as OC a couple times. Love He's going to do it again in Atlanta. Oh, damn. We should put bets on this stuff. Ando's hot. And uh, speaking of hot, Dan Quinn, the Cowboys DC, I think it's almost a match made in heaven. He goes to Seattle. He was defensive coordinator there twice. Um, it, it seems like a far gone conclusion, I think, unless someone else thinks Dan Quinn will go somewhere else. I think he's going there too. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. Good call. Good. Call. I would say if he was because call he was with night. Dallas. Because he was with Dallas, Dallas and Kellen Moore, I don't know what their relationship was. There were rumors maybe he'd go to the Chargers, but now with Seattle opening, I can't see that happen. Um, All right. And last but not least is more of a comment and a question to you guys. I know we've talked about this, but I was listening to uh, Freddie and Harry today on ESPN Radio, and Matt Eberflus, I don't know how to spell it, uh, 
He is still going to be the coach for the Bears. However, they fired the OC, the quarterback's coach, and the wide receiver coach. Now, Freddie and Harry were saying because of this, and I believe the Chicago beat reporter, I forget, Christina Pink or Josana Anders, one of them, uh, reported that they think Justin Fields will be traded and they will take a quarterback with that first pick. So gut feelings all around the couch, Brett, Ando, then Axel. Do you think they draft a quarterback and ship Fields? Um, talk to me, Goose. Uh, I think they do, yes. I agree with Brett. I could see him doing it. I think so as well. The other um, the other thing about the Bears, too, is even though they technically didn't fire him, Eberflus called the defensive plays and got that taken away from him, so they're also looking to hire a defensive coordinator. Oh, that's right. Wow. And I think that, as crazy as this sounds, I don't know if he'll be broadcasting. Ron Rivera is still like 61, 62, played for the Bears for nine years. He was a successful defensive coordinator there. Only reason he left there is because they couldn't agree to some contract extension, and he that's mm. when he left. And he was a, he had right. the Bears were like the top defense in the league for three years when he was there. It wouldn't surprise me to see Rivera go back to Chicago as a defensive coordinator. I can't imagine interesting yeah. coach. Ando's but. putting all the pieces together. Yeah, Ando's like nice. freaking Sherlock Holmes over here. You know, He's I told you good. earlier today, Solo. I had I'd done a lot of notes and research this week. I had stumbled <laughs> I like across it. this stuff earlier today. So, oh, I like it. I believe me. I I love it. <laughs> Uh, not as good as an Axel or cheap. Well, what is? Know, hey, I mean, <laughs> that's a high all bar. Right. <laughs> all right, real quick, guys, before we get to the Week 18 recap, we crown a, a, a champion and we make our picks and get all playoffy. I have. I wanted to hit both all of you guys. I got two questions each about your teams. So um, let's start out with Axel. Axel, you're a Jets fan, as everyone knows in the podcast world that listen to us. It's true. So it was a tough season, a lot of hype, hard knocks, Aaron Rodgers, of course, three plays in, we, yada, 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 Robert Sala, et cetera, Pat McAfee show, getting answers. We know this. So I got two questions. One, will you curb your Aaron Rodgers excitement this offseason? Or will you be just as excited as last? Um, listen, right now. That's a good question, Solo. It's a very good question. <laughs> Probably I will be loving Aaron Rodgers and crazy about him in like June, late June, July, then August. Then I'm going to get more excited. And then he'll play eight plays instead of four. Um, but uh, I, I'm I, I'm not going to be able to stop myself. He's pissing me off now with this stupid shit. With I mean, just keep your mouth shut. But I'm glad he's off the McAfee show. Um, so what was that? I I saw a headline. Oh, he's God, not going to so be on McAfee stupid, anymore. Dude, this is what happened. Aaron Rodgers uh, uh, went on the McAfee show, and he said that. Jimmy Kimmel as he does every week. Yeah, as he does every week. Mm-hmm. And he said that Jimmy Kimmel was on Epstein's Island and he was on the list coming out and blah, and all this stuff. And then it resulted in people, you know, those people are crazy about that weird shit. And then Jimmy Kimmel went on his show and said, 
you know, my fan, you'll hear from my lawyers, my kids are getting uh, abused or something online, blah, blah, blah. And the next thing you know, then, then Pat McAfee went on his show and he also said that someone internally at ESPN was trying to sabotage his show. It, it turned into this, all this weird conspiracy shit which it ended up probably with ESPN smacking his ass down and uh, saying, like, we'll eat your contract, dude. We don't give a shit. We'll get another YouTuber. And um, he uh, kicked him off the show, and he apologized. And There's some weird stuff with that, too. Though. Yes. Like, ES- ESPN doesn't own his show. He's licensing his show to ESPN. So if they fire him, it's not like he's loses his show. It's weird. And, like, there was three or four other personnel, former ESPN personalities that – Basically, we're saying good job to McAfee. There must be some crazy shit going on on ESPN. Tell for trash in the ESPN always guy. is, right? Yeah, it's it's weird. Wait, what? Yeah. So what's this Epstein's Island? I don't understand what that is. Well, you know, it's that freaking Jeffrey Epstein, dude, where they say people went to his island and had sex with, like, young girls and shit. It's the weird, you know, like all the people. Yeah, so, so wait, so, so. Aaron Rodgers just out of nowhere. Yeah, Aaron was. Yeah, yeah. He said Jimmy Kimmel was on the list, and he went and stuff like that, or he, you know, like he alluded to it. He said it was then a joke, or I mean, it's so stupid. The whole thing is stupid. Uh, But basically, I don't fuck all that shit. He's still Aaron Rodgers when he plays fucking football, right? So that's so. Yes, my excitement. I to answer your question, no. Oh, okay. There's a question. All right. Okay. Well, I did ask about the, the I did ask about the Aaron Rodgers McAfee thing. Okay. Second question, Axel. As of right now, what's the position the Jets should should address immediately in the off season? Backup quarterback, offensive line. All right. That's two positions, but okay, we'll take them both. All right. <laughs> I'm multi-positional solo. Ac- ac- Lorenzo Lamas this year. He just <laughs> Axel beats to the drum of his own stick or whatever it's called. All right. Beats to the sound of his own drum. Okay. BTK Falcons, baby. Missed yeah, the playoffs. Man. It was a frustrated season, but they did have the weirdest scores every week. That was fun. Um, okay. <laughs> Question one for you. What coach do you want hired for the Falcons? If you could pick any of them that are available. I think I would like to see Raheem Morris become the Falcons head coach. He was here before. He is, uh, I think he can be a fiery guy if when he needs to be, but otherwise I think he's kind of even keeled. I think he has uh, learned from some of his uh, previous experience as a head coach and coordinator. Um, yeah, I think he's actually coached both sides of the ball. When he was on the Falcons, he coached the wide receivers for a year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he has like the wisdom and the uh, temperament, and I would I would prefer that he would hire uh, coordinators that would call plays, so he wouldn't have to worry about calling plays and just kind of be the CEO on the field. Um, I think that would be a realistic uh, yes. option. I think that'd be a good pick, Brett. That he was the finalist for the Vikings job when O'Connell got it. The Vikings really liked him a lot too. Did did he was he the coach of the Buccaneers or the Cardinals head coach? The Buccaneers. Bucks. It was the Bucks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. All right. And your second question, what type of QB would you like? Would you like a free agent stud or draft a quarterback or like draft a quarterback and get a, a, a decent veteran at a low cost to help groom the youngster? Well, I would like to get uh, Jaden Daniels. That would be my number one. And I don't know if he'd be, still be on the board at number eight. They may have to trade up to get him, but I would be okay with that. I think he has a, quite a high ceiling as a dual threat. Um, he'd be a work. He might be a work in progress because he's only. I think he's only started one year uh, at LSU. Well, he played some the previous year, but he's only been the full time starter for one year. Um, but I, you know, I think we would we would also need a backup veteran. So I don't know who that looks That's like. That's not Ritter or Heineke. <laughs> not Ritter or Heineke. <laughs> okay. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Ritter is still on the roster just because he's cheap and he's under contract for a couple more years. But right. I, I don't see him as a viable. I mean, maybe he's good enough to be a backup. I don't know. But hopefully it won't come to that. Well, he's taking snaps and he breathes. That's about all the quarterback needs to be this, <laughs> this year. So he's got a Seriously, heartbeat and he's, he's played a few snaps. So. If he's cheap, I'd still keep him. Yeah, they probably will. Well, speaking of cheap, Ando, let's go to your Vikings. Uh, twins. Cheap. Yeah, oh, twins. Oh, yeah, there we go. All right. Uh, all right. So we you've been adamant you want Kirk Cousins to return to Minnesota. Unfinished business, et cetera. But if there's no Cousins, if he goes somewhere else, who would you want to be the Vikings quarterback? So what's your second choice? If Cousins yeah, is still I, your first. I, I think Cousins will return, but, I mean, you never know. I mean, some other team that want, needs a quarterback might just blow the Vikings off or out of the water, and that's that. So, I mean, I cooled a little bit because that national title game, he did not look very good, but I still like Pinnix. I still think – I don't think the Vikings would have to trade up to get him. I think he's going to be there at 11 for him. It's um, – he's – besides just – I mean, like I said, that national title game was not a good – not a good indicator. I've watched a lot of his college play. I think he's a, sm- a smart quarterback. He's got a good arm. When you see anything behind the scenes or you hear interviews with players, guys that have played with him, they love him. They rally around him. He, he's a leader, kind of a, a quarterback. that he, he, yep. he wants to be a leader, which I think the more I've seen of other quarterbacks and other teams, I think that's insanely important. Like watching the quarterback show with Mahomes, and Mahomes is leading that team. There's no question about it. And I think that would be good for the Vikings. He's he's also an older quarterback. He should be able to step in sooner because he's he is what he is at this point. It's not like he's I think I'm, I shouldn't say he is what he is, but he's had more experience, so he should be ready ready to play quicker. So I'm still going to stay with Penix, even though there's injury risks and things like that. At 11, you're not normally going to get the number. I mean, you're not going to get Caleb Williams or a guy like that anyways. But nobody's can't miss. So Penix right. is still my guy. Yeah, you know, it's funny because my dad, being a Patriots fan, he you know wants a new quarterback. Now he's leaning towards, screw it, I want Marvin Harrison Jr. But I was like, <laughs> I told him, I go, oh, I go, you're going to watch the championship game? He's like, oh, I don't know. I go, oh, Michael Penix, you got to watch him, Washington. He could be, I think he's going to skyrocket, and he could be the Pats court. Oh, okay, I'm going to watch the game. I haven't heard from my dad, but I'm like, Jesus, he watched him probably. He was like, who the hell is this guy? Well, I mean, most people that I've seen online or people that have texted me that are friends, because I've been talking about it for a long time, Pinnock's, and that's the only game they've seen of him. 
And I got so yeah. much shit text like, what are you talking about? This guy sucks and this guy's <laughs> like he's played against probably the best defense in the country, if not the best, one of the top two or three. So yeah. it's I mean it I, the the other thing about it is there should be a decent quarterback. I have saw this I saw something the other day that came across it was some Vikings page that I follow and the Vikings are picking at eleven. The last uh, there's been at least well I don't know if this is the last four but four quarterbacks that have been taken at eleven in the last twenty years uh, Justin Fields Jay Cutler Ben Roethlisberger and Dante Culpepper so there's at least guys that are I mean even though Cutler and Fields are not all all pro guys they at least have been able to play in the league for a few years so and sometimes just having a guy that can actually start is good so I don't all know. Right. I'm, like I say, I still hope Cousins comes back, but I'm prepared for the possibility that he signs with Atlanta. So <laughs> <laughs> he well, was really good in- there too. He loves tight ends. He might actually use use Pitts, and his wife would probably move with him. Yeah, oh, yeah. her tight end. <laughs> oh yeah, oh! he's awoke. Not woke. He's awoke. Um, yeah. And your last question, Anto. Uh, I mean, it's. I'm sure you're going to be optimistic, but seriously, do you believe the Vikings will be able to overthrow the Lions for the division next year? I think so, but I don't – because, like, the Vikings basically every bad break they could have this year they had, whereas last year they had every good break they could have. The Lions had a lot of those same breaks the Vikings had last year. The Lions had a lot of those this year. I mean, there was a lot of close games they won and fluke plays that went their way. And I still don't, I still don't trust that defense. I think the Lions will regress next year, and they'll also be playing a first place schedule next year, which also is a very different thing. So I think if the if the Vikings, I mean the Packers, I don't know if the Lions are going to repeat. I don't. Vikings have also got some serious like Daniel Hunter is a free agent, Cousins is a free agent, Harrison Smith is hinting at retiring. I mean, they could have a lot of holes, so it's it's too early mm-hmm. to tell. I want to say they can, but I'm not ready to say yes, definitely, at this point. Excellent. All right, gents, that's it for me right now. So let's cruise on into the cave, Ando's cave. He's got yeah. some cool things in here, baby. He's got some oh, ganja. Yeah. Oh, got some, uh, some parts for BTK's uh, car, uh, comic books. And a bunch of stuff. All right, Ando. Lego. Take it away. Well, the first thing I got to say, I happened across this this morning. Next next season, there will be three separate around the couch bowls. I don't know if you guys have seen any of the, the – they've announced the schedules. Next year, the Jets will well, play that's at, right. Jets will play at Minnesota. The Cowboys mm-hmm. will play at the Falcons. And the Falcons will play at Minnesota. So we're, we will Ooh. have some nice head-to-head matchups next season. So Nice. Uh, Brett, we going to the game? Cowboys Falcons game. Let's do it. Right, let's do it. <laughs> it's perfect. If it's like this year, there'll be uh, some tickets available. <laughs> oh, we could go to the Regal Beagle after. God, there could be more Cowboys fans there than Falcons fans, couldn't there? Um. Yeah. Well, they'll, yeah. They always have a good showing. For sure. Cowboys fans have a good showing everywhere. There's always a ton of they them do. up here too. They do. Yeah. Okay. Well. Now Ugh. to the fun stuff. Do we have well, to do we have to uh-huh. go to this first Let's thing? Let's do it, baby. Well, right. going into the week, this last week, Solo was leading, Axel was one game back, Brett was two games back, and I was three games back. And after the weekend, there was some big shakeups because we all finished in different <laughs> places than where we started. Axel won the week nine and seven. I was second at eight and eight. Solo was seven and nine. And uh Brett went for broke and it kind of backfired. <laughs> 
<laughs> finishing three and thirteen. That was that was an AI nice. showing. <laughs> yeah, that was not yeah, or an IA, I don't that know. Was, uh, you know what? Yeah, it's for the fences. It's that's yeah, not so that, bad. that was a it was a really was a preseason week all the way around. That's the thing. It was so yeah. True. There was so true. So many. It's it sucks that that had to be the last week because it really isn't a true a true true test of anything. It, it, I, I okay, so to, let's just revert to the week before. That's fine. No. <laughs> no. I have to admit though, if you had asked me. Like Saturday afternoon, just before, uh, I yeah, like say just before the Steelers game, Ravens game started, I probably would have picked a bunch of different things because we found out so much different information, right? Like so many quarterbacks were yeah. sitting, people blah blah. Oh, and then we found out this person had an incentive and or whatever, right? And the next thing you know, yeah. it just turns out that I am the champion, and that's just the way it goes, folks. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Congrats, Axel. I led yep. for what oh, ten weeks, tied for one week, and yep, Axel had 139 wins. Solo had 138. I had 136, and Brett had 133. Uh, so, all in all, we still had we still had a pretty good. We did pretty well. I know, but I am disappointed that Brett finished under 500. It's nice for us oh. to be able to say that we all finished that's, over 500. You know what I'm saying, Brett? Come on, that was hard to do, dude. Three and thirteen. It took and a three and thirteen needed, week. If you just had the 49ers or the Dolphins, what would have finished at the end, you would have been okay. But yeah. it was oh. So and, but, um I get the jersey, right? Yes. So correct. So awesome, right. do you do you know what you're gonna what you're gonna select? Well, or? you know, in the past just year, I have I have got a lot of great Jets jerseys. So I was thinking I was going to go outside the New York Jets organization oh, um, whoa. and get a, twist. a classic. But I'm not sure yet. Ooh. I'm not sure. I'm going back and forth between Jerry Rice and Barry Sanders, two classic, oh. awesome players. That's a... That's a hard choice. Yeah, who I really love. It's funny because I was already counting my jerseys weeks ago, and I said to myself, <laughs> I'm getting a Barry Sanders one. I'm getting a yeah. Barry Sanders jersey. Uh, maybe, I always wanted one. Maybe. Uh, you know what? Let's see how the, let's see how the playoffs uh, progress. Maybe I'll – or well, when do I have Barry to make, comes back. When do I have to make this decision? Whenever you make the decision, we got to send you yeah. money. So, so you, uh, you just let us know when you're ready. All right, we'll figure you it know, out. You know, I do have a Barry Sanders jersey in my closet, but I never put it on because I can't, in good faith, wear a team in my own division's jersey. Yeah, that's so it's uh, not the Vikings, so no. it's it's been sitting in my on my shelf for like twenty five years. <laughs> yeah, I could have well, said I, have, I could have said a Brady jersey, and then I could burn it live on Facebook. <laughs> oh, but man, I won't do that because the Heath Stad likes to patron, I so I won't Brady. do that. Yeah, but. uh yeah, you know it's funny. I have a Heath Schuler Redskins jersey, but I'll never wear it. I'll never wear it. Someone oh. gave it to me. The one, one of this, uh, I forget his name now, but one of the Syracuse football players when I was there, he kept calling me Heath Schuler, Heath Schuler, <laughs> um, in class. So he got me a jersey. 
Well, I have a Drew, Drew Bledsoe Patriots jersey just because the name of Drew is. But some people, a couple people, call me Drew in real life, and there was no Andy's playing at that time, so I have a Bledsoe jersey <laughs> because of that. So I get, oh, I get man. it completely. Gotta get you an Andy Heck jersey. Oh, that's an Eagles jersey. Never mind. No, no, we can't do that. <laughs> uh, I was also. Andy I don't know. I was thinking Andy of. Dalton. Maybe I should get Revis jersey when he was on the Patriots. No, just kidding. I would never do that. You know, speaking well, of speaking of Revis, I have some fun Revis Island statistics. Okay. Ooh. Before you get to that, okay, just to end ahead. the jersey talk. <laughs> yes. So I paid up my bet with Lachlan. Yes. Because uh, the Dolphins beat the Cowboys, so I, yep. I so he wanted uh, behind the scenes. Sorry, Lachlan, but I know our conversations are very. Uh, top secret but they're going on the pod um he goes i want a gronk jersey but he says i can't get a patriots one because my dad would kill me <laughs> so he so he was like so he was like what about a tampa bay one and so i was like all right and so i looked but our guy that we get these jerseys from at a very good price doesn't have a gronk tampa bay so his second pick was dk metcalf yeah. So we got him nice. a DK Metcalf, and it was, it's honestly, I just, he was so excited, and it just, and I don't, he, I don't have kids, so it, I get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Well, we, oh, th- we cool. thank you, Uncle nice. Solo. He wore that uh, that night, he wore it to sleep, and then he has worn <laughs> it to school every single day <laughs> since. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, he's worn it to school. And what he likes the fashion now, he said, Dad, my friend told me you could wear like a hoodie underneath the jersey. And so he has like now he has his hoodie on and the jersey. So uh, he loves it. So thank you. That's kind of the local team for you there, isn't it? Is one of those people Seahawks fans there? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. So So that's probably it's a hit. That totally makes sense. It's a hit. Yeah. Yeah, Well, Metcalf's awesome. Good choice, Lachlan. Good choice. And uh, Heath, wait a lie about not having a Gronk jersey. That was that was a good move on your. Part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said I said to myself, "What if I just sent him a Patriots Gronk?" I go, you know oh, what? Lord. My my friendship with Axel means more to me than <laughs> <Thank> Frank. <laughs> Thank you very much. Because yeah, as I told I like, you I earlier today, last time the Jets played the Patriots and lost earlier this season was I think the last time I yelled at Lachlan when he said something. He was like, go Pats. I was like, get the fuck out of the room. <laughs> I just, I was like, I can't. He was like, Dad, what's wrong? I was like, dude, it's I, I'm sorry, but it's the Patriots. So. I'd be like Axel buying my wife an Eagles jersey. Like, it, that couldn't happen. Nope. So <laughs> I, I know my boundaries. And it's good that Lachlan knew his boundary. I was impressed that he says, no, I can't get a Patriots jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So good job, Lachlan. Well deserved. You won the bet fair and square, and I'm glad you like it. All right. <laughs> well, next up, well, you know, I, I can do it. There's a couple of them here. Okay, so before we start going into all of our picks, I, I'll do a couple of fun stats that we had from our picking. So the first thing I'll say is we always talked about how we always do shitty when all of us pick the same team for for whatever game it is. So this year we did that 87 times where all four of us picked the same out of – what is there? Was there 272 games or something? Yep. That's a lot. Yeah. 87 times. We were 48 and 38 with one push. So 55, 56% wow. winning percentage. So we actually won a lot more than we lost. And I, when I was doing it, I noticed the, closer to the end of the year, 
besides the last week, we got better as we went. So we might actually be learning something. So oh, fancy so that for, for Revis Island picks. We, there was 125 times someone had a Revis Island pick. Wow. Wow. No, here's where it gets here, this is where it gets crazy. Okay. I had the least amount. I only did it eight times. I was four, three, and one. Axel did it 29 times. <laughs> 16 and 13. Solo did it 22 nice. times, 11 and 10. Ooh. Brett did it more than all three of the rest of us combined was 66 <laughs> times. Holy cow. Brett was 33 and 33, so he was right at 500 there, but he had nice. 66. You had 66 out of the 125, Brett, so I was impressed. <laughs> well, I'll take I'll take 500 on that. Wow. <laughs> Six or even silent. <laughs> he, and he did like like uh, 15 of them this last week <laughs> I was way over 500 before this last week yeah that's that's true because I think you had 4 or 5 this week that were wrong oh. so yeah so I thought that was kind of entertaining so the uh, let's see picking our own team Brett was the best at picking his own team 11-5-1 I was 10-6-1 and, and Axel and Heath you guys were both 8-9 and nine. so we didn't do terrible there one or two no, of us have got terrible. playoffs, I That's guess. That's not bad. That's yeah. not bad at all for your own team. Yeah. And let's see, the one the one other stat I had there. Oh, well, prime time games that we had talked about. If if we had done prime times, Brett and I would have just prime time games, Brett and I would have done much better. I was thirty three and twenty four. Brett was thirty one and twenty six. Heath, you were twenty seven and thirty. Axel was twenty four and thirty three. And Solo, you got to work on your Monday night games, 5 and 14 on Monday nights. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> if it hadn't been I, for that, you would have destroyed everybody. Yeah, I think we both Jesus. tend to overrate the importance of, uh, at least I feel like I do. Well, because, yeah, Brett, is, Brett was 15 and 4 on Monday nights. So it was, yeah, it was, that's kind of fun. I'll, I'll add these to the notes here after we're done so you guys can look at them if you want. So just fun, pick so. it more straight, nice. you know, regardless of when it is. The uh, so I also checked out. I went back to our note when I did the update four or five weeks ago, where we looked at all of our preseason fin- picks and where we thought teams would finish and all that stuff. When we when we did that a month and a half ago or so, last time I checked in, out of the thirty-two teams that finished in place, Solo had half of them right at sixteen. Axel and I had fourteen, and Brett had nine. That was a couple weeks ago. Okay. Since bad. then, since then we all well Solo. And Brett did okay, but Axel, you and I kind of really tanked. Solo ended up with 12 out of 32, and that was the best out of any of us. Brett actually went up a game to 10. Axel went to 9, and I only got 7 right. So we really ended up stinking there. The uh, oh, wow. <clears throat> We all picked the 49ers and the Chiefs to win their divisions, so we, that was good. None of us picked the Bucks or the Texans to win, obviously. We all picked the Bucks to finish dead last. We all picked the Jets to make the playoffs. <laughs> three out of the three out of the four of us had the Vikings and the Falcons both in, or not not all together, but three of us had the Vikings in, three of us had the Falcons in. Um, yeah, because I didn't. I had the Vikings finishing last. Yep, and I didn't. <clears throat> I didn't have the Falcons in. I was yeah, the only one. I was have the Falcons in so many ways. I can't even recount them all. <laughs> uh, Solo was the only one to pick the the Lions to win the division. Axel was the only one to have the Cowboys win the division. Oh, okay. Oh. Out of the playoff teams, out of the 14 teams that made the playoffs, Solo picked eight of the 14 teams right, not in order, obviously. And Axel, Brett, and I all had seven. So 
we all had seven or eight of the of the playoff teams in the playoffs, which when you think about some of the teams that underperformed, it's pretty good. Um, we all had a real big problem with picking two seeds for some reason. Our two seeds are Axel had the Jets, Brett had the Falcons, I had the Jags, and Solo had the Bengals. So we've really mm-hmm. bombed there. Yeah. Um, some other bad stuff that we didn't do so good in. Axel had the Giants in the playoffs. Oh, boy. Brett had the Commies <laughs> and the Panthers in the playoffs. Oh, boy. <laughs> And, and Solo and I both had the Chargers and the Jags in the playoffs. So we all had some teams that weren't – well, the Jags were close, but the Chargers were just yeah. awful the whole time. So. That was terrible. So, yeah, there was some there was some fun ones. So I guess if, if anybody has anything else they want to add to any of that stuff, we can dive I just want to say – I just want to say that Brett, Brett had the Panthers in the playoffs. <laughs> At least he stuck with his guns. Well, he said Bryce Young would lead them – you know, at least he's stuck with them. Well, I, I was actually going to say, I think it shows that we all, because we, and Brett was only two games under 500, but with our mm-hmm. picks, we adjusted, right? Like we didn't keep on picking a team because we liked them in the beginning, right? Or we oh, yeah, wanted I totally them forgot to win. half the teams. I yeah. So I think that <laughs> it's a good thing that we yeah. are keeping when we're picking and when we're talking about football, we're talking about it on a week to week basis. We're looking at what's happening, little trends and not just trying to insert our own belief, except and, with our own teams. Which and you I know what I was going to say? And I think that's actually bled that's over to point. our other teams, like our respective teams. That was why I said, we all picked the jets. Three of us had the Vikings in the three of us had the yeah. Falcons in. We all kind of have become fans of our other, our, everybody that's else's. True. Yeah, that's well. true. We want to make each other happy. We're on the podcast. I, I know. Yeah, like honestly, yeah. we're yeah, also that looking jet- at the Falcons schedule too. The easiest schedule, <laughs> right? The well, I think didn't me didn't me and you pick them to win the division? Brett? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think, think that we did. You that did. Yep. Yeah, it was me and Brett because yeah. I was with you. I was like easy schedule. I mean, with the Falcons, that you just get, I just you see the name, the young talent, Drake London, Bijan, and all. You know, we just. You know, all the Kyle Pitts bounce back year, but we don't realize, oh, yeah, Arthur Smith was the coach and they have no quarterback. <laughs> but but I was thinking, first of all, Tampa Bay, there was I thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Um, Carolina wasn't totally sold on. And then New Orleans, David Carr it was like the Falcons got to win this division. Who saw oh. Tampa Bay coming? Axel also had the Falcons win, too. I'm just looking at it now. So three out of the four had the Falcons winning the division, and three out of the four of us had the Vikings winning the division. So it's mm. – it was – yeah, we were all – Yeah, I wonder – And yeah, that's I not wonder... completely unfounded. I think other people no. had that. No, no, no. no, no. Sure. In August, in August, yeah. I'm not – I mean, we're – it's not like any of us picked – the Panthers to go to the, oh wait no I'm just kidding but you know oh. could have been sorry I'm sorry I love you BTK because no but honestly like I mean I didn't see the Carolina being this bad two and yeah. fucking fifteen or whatever bad. they are yeah. I mean historically bad I would have said maybe six or seven you know possibly but we didn't I mean how could you see that coming I mean that was just we didn't you know and then no one saw the Texans I thought the Texans were going to be one of the worst teams and you know even though I forgot and I'm so stupid but we know that 
But no. when I saw C.J. Stroud play in those playoff games, I go, he's the number one quarterback. And then I didn't even – I didn't remember me being so excited about him because when we did our fantasy draft, I drafted stupid Bryce Young as my third QB and not Stroud. So screw, I'm an idiot. But anyway, that's oh, just – Well, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Well, let's see how we do – uh, let's see how we do this week. All right. Okay, let me get to the other page of notes here. Okay, so the playoffs here, wild card round, and the order we're going to go in is the reverse order of how we finished. So Brett goes first, I'm second, Axel third. Oh, wait a second, Axel. I'm yeah, wait, oh, I won one? I Axel, won. I won in the major award? Maybe it's a bowling alley. You just pulled a la-la land. You thought you won, and we rescinded. Oh, damn. <laughs> okay, so Brett, then me, then Solo, then Axel. First I, actually, I haven't oh. officially said congratulations to Axel for winning. I was Thank holding you. off until I checked Andy's math. Thank so you. I know I was too. <laughs> congratulations. Can you check it again? Can you check it again, Brett? I should have put some mistakes in on purpose. I didn't even think about it. There, there, there might have been there might have been some check miscommunications Uh-oh. in September. The kitchen's very hot. <laughs> <laughs> Very hot that first weekend. Oh, my God. Okay, so we have got – okay, the 49ers and the Ravens are on by. So our first game is the first playoff meeting in history between the Cleveland Browns and the AFC South champion Houston Texans. The game is at 3.30 Eastern on NBC. The Browns' last playoff appearance was in 2020, the Texans in 2019. The Browns beat the Texans in Week 16 without C.J. Stroud. But Flacco had 368 passing that game. The Browns have won four out of five games. The only loss was this last week to the Bengals. And the Texans are riding a two-game win streak. Brett, the Browns are favored by two and a half. Hmm. Um, it seems like a lot of people are going to be jumping on the Browns minus two and a half here. Um, since they've looked so good the last month of the year. I'm going to go with the home team. Give me the Texans plus two and a half. Okay. I, hmm, man. I'm, first first game, I'm already already in trouble. But you know what? I'm going to take the Browns here because the Texans, they lost to the Bryce Young-led Panthers. Desmond Ritter threw for 329 against them. Zach Wilson threw for 301 against them. Flacco is going to throw it all over the place, and the Browns' wacky flacky is going to continue. I'm going to take the Browns for one, at least the first week. Interesting. So, <clears throat> one of, they could have been. Now, chances are the Browns might not have been in the playoffs if this happened, but this could have been. How ironic would it have been, and how must see TV if Deshaun Watson was going back oh, to Houston? I never even thought about that. Yeah, that I was thinking about that today. <clears throat> I'm like, that would have been talk about a storyline, but it is Joe Flacco. My first inclination is be like, the Texans are at home, they're young, they're hungry, and Flacco is going to come down to earth. But I, I just feel we're going to get that Ravens Browns matchup. So I'm going with Cleveland. I think they're going to beat the Texans. Oh man. <clears throat> Um, first of all, I want to say I'm very excited for these playoff games, guys. This is so fun. 
You get to watch the games on Saturday and Sunday. And I like the Monday game. I like that they do this. I think this is great. Uh, pretty soon, there's only, you know, we only have like, what, two, three, then weeks, and then that's it, right? So let's let's enjoy it while we're here. This is a great game to open it up. You all have talked about it already. I'm going to go, I, I'm going to agree with what you don't agree with solo. I think this is where Flacco comes down to earth. Texans defense is going to hold together. It's going to be close. I'm picking the Texans. And my man CJ Stroud advances. This is so fun. You lose, you're out. Well, if the Texans win the Super Bowl, if that's your pick, then they obviously have to win the first game of the playoffs. No. (laughs) I did put a $5 bet, free bet on it, though. (laughs) Well, and you know, when somebody mentioned earlier about who was it, oh, the Joe Burrow thing coming out when I was a young guy and taking a long, having a big playoff run, there's really only two guys that qualify for that in the playoffs, and it's Stroud and Jordan Love. Yeah. I mean, all the rest of the guys have been around for a few years or more, and some of their cases have been around forever. And they're both playing well. Next up, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers at the AFC champion Buffalo Bills. Oh, no, wait, you no. jumped over oh, the Dolphins. Oh, I skipped one. I, I was off my yeah. off of my. And it was like Auckland. Oh, the game got canceled. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No. And <laughs> hey, Peacock. Uh, We've uh, got the Miami Dolphins uh, at the AFC West champion Kansas City Chiefs Saturday, eight Eastern on Peacock exclusively. Yeah. The Chiefs beat the Dolphins twenty-one to fourteen in Frankfurt back in Week Nine. This is the fourth time they have these teams have played in the playoffs. The Dolphins have won every time so far. The last time they met in the playoffs was 1994. The Chiefs have had this will be their 14th consecutive game for the Chiefs. Home playoff game. It's their ninth consecutive year in the playoffs. It's the Dolphins' second year in a row in the playoffs. The Dolphins come into this game with a two-game losing streak, and they haven't scored more than 20 points since week 15. The Chiefs started the season 6-1, and one, but have went 5-5 five and five since then. And the Chiefs are favored by four and a half at home. And I don't like either one of these teams right now, but I like the Chiefs at home. The Dolphins, something's not right there. Too many injuries on defense, too. Even though I don't like the Chiefs and I hate taking them to cover, I'm going to take the Chiefs. Yeah, Ando, I'm with you. This Dolphins team is just so banged up. I mean, Mostert's been hurt. You know, two is banged up. Uh, Jalen Waddle's been hurt. Tyreek Hill's a shell of himself with the injury, but he's gotten through it. Um, and then on defense, they just, you know, Holland and Chubb is out for the year. And they, you know, it's just, and they've lost Van Ginkle or whatever, Van, Rip Van Winkle or whatever. <laughs> Van Ginkle. That guy there. Yeah. Jalen Phillips, too. Terry Von Eric or whatever. Terry yeah. Von Eric. Rip yeah. Van Ginkle. That's you know. Vanilla Ice's real name. Iron Claw, baby. I had no idea the Iron Claw was about the Van Eric's. Yeah. Yeah. Von Eric's. I was that like, was wait, what? Yep. Yeah. And that's, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I got to see that movie. I love the Bon Erics. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I just I just in good faith can't take the Dolphins. I think why it's four and a half, because they want people to take the Dolphins, thinking that's too high of a number. But I think the Chiefs, they're hopefully their last home game of the playoffs, so we see them lose. But uh, I, I'm rooting for the Dolphins, but I'm taking the Chiefs minus the number. 
Yeah, sadly enough. Um, the Chiefs are just beat up, and Tyreek, I mean, he dropped a couple passes in that game against the Bills. It was just not looking good. Tua's not doesn't look sharp. The defense is beat up. Uh, I just I gotta take the Chiefs here. Um, I'll, I will. I mean, for Lachlan's sake, and I do. I like the Dolphins team. I've come to like them, seeing them through his eyes even though they are in the AFC East. These eyes have seen but, a lot uh, of Dolphins, but they're never going to see a Dolphin team like they will <laughs> this weekend. Yeah, so Chiefs. These eyes. So this game is supposed to be zero degrees at kickoff. Um, getting as cold as negative five. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed to get that same weather this weekend. It's going to be real fun here. Damn. <laughs> I'm not sure if the what the precipitation forecast is, but I feel like it's going to be one of those grinded out games where there's not going to be a lot of scoring. And I, I, I think it's going to be a field goal game. So give me the underdog to cover. Um, may I? Yeah, this. Oh, yes, you may. I just want to interject really quick to remind all of our many listeners and the guys on the podcast, you can't record on Peacock. So if you miss the game, you can't go back. You can't like watch half of it and then go back and watch it later. It does. But it will repeat on NFL you, Network. Uh, they are re. Oh, real quick. In the event you miss it, guys, or okay, anything, tell us. The NFL Network yeah. is replaying it. But it's much night. later, though. So you'd have to still oh, wait I, and not I, I get, get spoiled. It, but, but it's, you it's can't also, watch it on a delay, but if you really yeah. miss the game or True. whatever, yeah, because it sucks. What if you're out that night, you want to record it, come home, exactly. watch it? Yep. You know, Actually, like you can. You you should be able to. I've watched because uh, Peacock also has been airing NBC games all season, the Sunday night games, and I've watched a lot of them on my iPad on the Peacock app. And if you turn it on late, if, if I'm assuming they're going to do it the same way they've done for the regular season. Like, say the game starts at 7 o'clock, you turn okay. it on at 9 o'clock, there's always been an option to say start from beginning or watch live. Right, but so that's as long as the be, game is... You might at least be able to start it late. Yeah. yeah, you can start it late, but if the game's over, you can't yeah. start it and you know you can't go back. Because like, mm-hmm. a lot of times on a Sunday night game or a Saturday night game, I usually watch half the game. Then I hang out with the wife or the kid goes to bed or we all hang out together. And then late and then later on that night, if I'm doing the dishes, folding some laundry, tidying up the things that I do, um, I building some Lego, folding your brand new Jersey, folding my brand new Jersey, (laughs) ironing ironing it, hang it, exactly. Planning the orgy, planning orgies, um, my new name, (laughs) Axel Orgy. Holy household. (laughs) I will watch the game, but it can't, I can't do it. So I, um, so Lachlan and I are going to sit down there. We're going to watch this whole game, and he'll go so to they're bed. Not, they, they don't archive it like a TV show where you can just press play? It doesn't seem to be possible. Amazon does that. You can start well, the Amazon game after it's over about two minutes later. You can go back and I think that might be it. something with the NFL because Peacock – does do that with soccer games and a few other sporting events they have on there. So it, I'm guessing it it's some weird NFL yeah. contract. Hey, and you know what, Andy? Maybe when we go this week, it'll be different because they made a change. It's a subtle thing that we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so 
Anyway, let's move on. Next game, Steelers. Okay, next up, what I was streaming. I'm obviously so excited for this game, I couldn't stop talking about it earlier. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to the AFC East champion Buffalo Bills Sunday, 1 o'clock Eastern on CBS. It's the fourth time they've met in the playoffs. The Steelers lead 2-1, to one, but they haven't played since 1995, and this will be the first time they've played in Buffalo. The Steelers have not won a postseason game since 2016. T.J. Watt is oh, out wow. for the Steelers. It's the fifth year in a row the, the Bills have been in the playoffs. It's the first time since 2021 the Steelers have been in. The Bills are coming in having won five in a row after their bye, including wins over Miami, Dallas, and the Chiefs. They've won six of seven, and the only loss was to the Eagles in Week 12. The Steelers are also on a three-game winning streak, but before that they had a three-game losing streak that consisted of Arizona, the Patriots, and the Colts. The Bills are favored by 10, Solo. Who do you got? Well, it's Kellum Shank redemption. The Bills did it. They beat the Dolphins. They went. They were at one point an 11th seed, and they end up getting the two seed. Remarkable. But again, like I think Axel brought this up, or we, we've been talking about it, how, or you, Ando, or you, BTK, or me. I just thought I'd say, say everyone. Just say everybody. Uh, you'll, you'll get it covered. Yeah, all, the, all these teams are flawed. Um, and the Bills are flawed. Josh Allen turns the ball over worse than Dak Prescott did last year. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. Um, and But they keep winning, <laughs> and that's the big difference. Normally when your quarterback throws two picks, uh, you're not, there's a good chance you're not going to win, but they keep winning. And if Watt was – I think the Bills will win, but I just feel like this number is too high. For a Mike Tomlin-led team, before yeah, you announce the- before you announce your pick solo Sunday yes. in Buffalo, it is snow showers likely after one p.m. High near twenty six, west wind between twenty five with gusts up to forty three miles per hour. So the game's going to be three nothing. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> no, I think the Bills will win fourteen to nothing. Give me the Bills. Wow, 14 to nothing. Yep, um, it's going to be one of those. You know what? I think it is going to be one of those close games because the fucking Steelers <laughs> just have a way of doing that this year. How the fuck are they 10 and 7? I have no idea. Great coaching. I'm taking the Steelers here, though I think the Bills will win the game. That's too many points. Um, it's not too many points for me. Um, I like, I like the bills to absolutely crush Pittsburgh in this game. Um, well, the weather may affect that, but I still think they win by double digits. Job. Yeah. The, uh, even though it's going to be snowy and windy, this isn't the same team the last couple of years. It's been chucking it all over to, to, uh, Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs. This team is running like crazy. James Cook and Josh Allen both run for over 100 yards. Bills win easy. And, and I just and I just want to say, thank God. So I was awful in my bets. And then I decided, you know what? Let me do one of those same game parlays. So I did oh, four, yeah, this was good. four game parlay. I took Tyreek Hill to score a touchdown. Josh Allen over, I think, 37 and a half rushing yards. Josh Allen to throw a pick and Josh Allen to throw more than one and a half touchdowns. And it hit, baby. It hit. 
same game parlay. I couldn't believe it. Nice. So I was happy. I did it in honor of Axel because I think he he does a lot of those. I didn't realize my bookie, the site he uses, I didn't realize you could do same game. Yeah, I won on Brees. I won Brees that Uh, day. Uh, t- score you, always, you always win, Jets win You seem and, to win uh, a lot of twenty yards. Yeah, yep. nice. So I'm going to be. I think I might play a couple same game parlays this weekend. Thinking about it. So next up, Axel, you get to tell us about the Green Bay Packers visiting Heath's NFC East champion, number two seed Dallas Cowboys, Sunday, four thirty Eastern on Fox. These guys have a long playoff history. It will be their ninth meeting. The series is currently tied at 4-4. Four to four. The last time was in 2016 where the Pack have won, and the Pack have won two in a row. It's the Cowboys' third year in, the, in a row in the playoffs. Cowboy, uh, Packers' first appearance since 2021. The Packers started the season 3-6 and six, but finished 6-2. and two. Cowboys are riding a two-game win streak on their way in. Cowboys are favored by 7.5 at home. Well... I have to say that I'm actually pretty impressed by Jordan Love. He has, I heard a stat about, what does he have, like 15 touchdowns and one interception or something, or 18 touchdowns in the last seven or eight games? He's been playing very good. They made the playoffs. I think Bobby, our patron, is a a Packers fan, so uh, that's a good thing, but... Doesn't mean that I'm going to pick them here. I think that Cowboys at home, Love is going to come crashing down. When Love came to or town, tumbling down, uh-huh. tumbling down. <laughs> when Love comes to town, he's going to get sacked and throw some interceptions. Because I think he's going to get yeah. that train. I think the Cowboys are are looking to prove something going into the playoffs and seven and a half i'll take it they they might win by 27 and a half (laughs) (laughs) well this is this is a battle of patrons uh bobby and heath um (laughs) actually in the steelers bills as well the kellum and uh um ahus well, I don't think Ahus is a. Is he a patron? Maybe he's an honorary. In his heart. In his heart. <laughs> he's an honorary. Um, honorary. Honorary. Yeah. Honorary patron. So I. <laughs> <laughs> friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Yeah. Friend of the pod. There I you am, go. Uh, the pod. I, I think the Bills are going to crush the Steelers, but I think the Cowboys will crush the Packers by an even wider margin. So I think they will cover the seven and a half. Yeah, the. I have been oh, the Cowboy, the, the Packers. Yeah, Love has been playing better, but he, those touchdowns he played against the last couple of games: the Bears, the Vikings, the Panthers, the Bucks, the Giants. Not exactly facing a murderer's row here. The, the Packers defense, like I said before, they made Tommy DeVito look good. They made Baker Mayfield look like Joe Montana when they played. That they're not. They're not. This game's not going to be close. The Cowboys at home against the Packers team that is wildly overrated. Cowboys easy cover. Well, I've saved this time for my soapbox about the Cowboys. I didn't waste it earlier. I figured, why not when we make the picks? Um, it's been a fun season. Uh, some awful losses, but some really great wins. Uh, 
I, w- I was happy the way they performed going in to play the commies. I know the commies are awful, but early on in the game, some certain things were happening, and I'm like, of course, getting cynical at first. And but then I was just like, just chill out, solo. Just chill out. Watch the game. It's gonna be fine. And it was. It was good to see Tony Pollard running the ball well again against the commies. Uh, I still believe the Cowboys need a better running game moving forward. And every time Rico Dowdle gets the ball, I'm just like, you could have had at least Leonard Fournette, who's on the Bills now, at least a big guy getting you a few yards. Um, But that's besides the point. When Stephon Gilmore went down, I was like, the season's over. (laughs) I was like, I (laughs) oh, see, I bring up Stephon Gilmore, I start coughing. Um, I thought he broke his wrist. And then I'm like, well, they could put a cast on, he could play. But he separated his shoulder, came back. They popped it in, didn't come back in the game, but says he'll be ready to go. I That's the one thing I do worry about a little is the wide receivers of Green Bay. But I got to believe the Cowboys pass rush against the uh, Packers is going to come. And we need a Micah Parsons to Marcus Lawrence, like rushing the passer like crazy. Let's spook him. McCarthy going against his old team in the playoffs. And he was the coach when the Cowboys lost the, that Des no catch game in Green Bay. And then the stupid, whoever that tight end is, when Rodgers threw and then Mason Crosby hit some crazy field goals. I, I mean, uh, when the Cowboys were the one seed, Dak's rookie year. Two, two, two playoff games that crushed my soul. And so I don't want my soul to be crushed anymore. But what I said... I think I said both to Axel and Andy. Brett was unavailable for comment, or he didn't pick up his phone or whatever, because um, he's actually got is busy. Um, <laughs> I decided I was talking to my dad, and I'm like, you know, my mom's like, "Hey, congratulations about your Cowboys," and I'm like, uh, "I know," but but of course, I'm so jaded, I'm so post Super Bowl thirty, like worried, and and I said to myself, you know what, this is, I got to enjoy these moments because. When you don't make the playoffs for so long, you're just jonesing for one playoff game. And, and the Cowboys have made it three years in a row. And McCarthy's done a, a very good job. This team has overcame some key injuries to Diggs and Vander Esch. And, you know, and on the offensive line, Tyler Smith, I don't think is going to play. Um, but, you know, I'm like, I got to enjoy this and, and, and enjoy the ride and try not to be. I'm going to be nervous, of course. But at the same time, I just got, I, I got to be optimistic. And, and, and instead of in the first quarter seeing patterns that my team does, I'm like, here we go again. Here we go again. I'm just going to be like, you know what? It's a full 60 minutes. Enjoy the ride. And, you know, let, let's go on a run. You got the old Cowboys would have fucked up Sunday and wouldn't have got the division title, but they got it. They took care of business. We have two potential games at home. So let's take care of business and let's bring on those Niners or hopefully the Rams beat the Niners in the second round and then we don't have to play. But I'm just like, I'm all in. I figure why not? The year of solo is still continuing. I'm all in on the Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys minus the number. I'm very excited for a potential playoff run. All right, Solo. I like yeah. to hear it. Good for I, I'm you, psyched, pal. I feel like going to smash my head through a windshield or something, Solo. I'm psyched. Dude, I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready. I know I'm ready, boys. Solo. Put the pressure on me. Man. I'm ready. I'm not going to be cynical. I'm all I'm I'm like a 90s Cowboys fan right now. Dude, that was better than nice. Jameis Winston, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. 
So on uh, Sunday, when when you're complaining, I can say <laughs> solo. Remember, you said yeah. that you're going to enjoy the ride, and it's a full sixty minute game. And your response to me solo. because you've been watching Slow Horses lately it would probably be fuck but, off. Fuck. But <laughs> well, remember but I will I, try. I, I will try Cowboys, anyway. Dallas Cowboys defense are frauds i think i sent three times in the first quarter <laughs> exactly once on the first drive i think after the oh, first, yeah, no, first I, down, I, I, that, I was, that was a real fraud that was a real fraud i was starting to i'm like you know what i gotta just enjoy these games why am i getting so upset in the first quarter i, I just you know I, I i i'm terrible but i'm gonna <laughs> I'm going to enjoy this because, you know, my wife and my stuffed giraffe are going to be with me. So, um, you know, I'm ready to rock. Okay, I think it's time for the move on. The (laughs) stuffed giraffe has come out. Axel's orgy. (laughs) Speaking of fan bases that have been jonesing for a playoff berth solo, Brett is going to tell us about the Los Angeles Rams visiting the Kings of the North, the Detroit Lions, Sunday, 8 o'clock Eastern on NBC. Lions trying for their first playoff win since 1991. Their first home playoff game since 1993. Their first playoff appearance since 2016. It's the Rams' first playoff appearance since Super Bowl 56. It's the second playoff meeting between the Lions and the Rams, which the Lions won in 1952. So this one goes way (laughs) back. It's also Matt Stafford's first game in Detroit since being traded there. Since their bye week in week 10, the Rams are 7-1, and one, with their only loss being to the Ravens in overtime on that crazy walk-off punt return. The Lions have won three of their last four, but those three games were against the Broncos and the Vikings practice squad twice. In those three, in the last, also in the last three games, the Lions have given up 411 yards to Mullins passing, 345 to Prescott passing, 396 to Mullins passing. So... Mullins has 800 yards passing on the Lions' defense in the last two out of the last three weeks. So the Lions are favored by three. Brett, what are your thoughts? When you said Kings of the North, I just thought of the Game of Thrones scene. Scenes, uh, King of the North. That's, exactly. oh, that, that's going to be us in September, <laughs> freezing in Axel's backyard on his yes. desk. Yeah, we're going to be baby. having like tin cups. Yeah, tin cups it's actually and not steaks, that cold and we're going to be like. Oh, okay. Well, I just, you know, I, I can, I, You're ruining the visual, Axel. Yeah, so. come on. I was just enjoying us in fur coats saying, <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll BTK is like King of the North. That'll, have to, be, that'll yeah. have to be the January visit to Minnesota in three or four years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'll be, that'll be the January. <laughs> yeah. When when me and uh, Ando are going to the Vikings-Cowboys playoff game in yes. January. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh my god! I can see the future. This is amazing. <laughs> All those those tailgates are outside, y'all. Yes, they are. <laughs> um, so I, I I'm looking forward to this game a lot. Uh, Matthew Stafford was actually my preseason pick for comeback player of the year. Um, I don't know that he'll win that award, but I think he's had a very nice bounce back year. And um, I actually like the Rams to win the game outright here. So give me the Rams and the points. Yeah, I I am exactly. If you couldn't tell by my recap, I am. I think that I can't believe this. this I can't believe this isn't a pick on more Lions by one. I mean, I know they're not going to be favored at, at, at on the road at home, but I just yeah, Rams win. I. I 
I, keep, I think I'm still living in the ch- hot check kitchen when the Lions were good, when they beat the Chiefs and they won a few games. Because I, I've always been, I you know, for some reason in my head, I, I just see Lions playing San Francisco, and I want to get that out of my head because that can't happen because that means the Cowboys won't be in the NFC Championship. Um, but I honestly, Ando has really, I mean, the Detroit's defense is not good. You got Hutchinson, um, you know, or Aiden O'Connell, whoever Axel calls him, uh, <laughs> uh, or Aiden from Sex in the City. Um, I mean, he can rush the passer, but man, they can't stop anybody in their back seven. Um, the Rams, I haven't watched a lot of, actually, the most that I watch of a Rams game aside against the Cowboys was the Cubs and Wentz Bowl, uh, Darnold Bowl last week. Um, but I, I just McVeigh against Goff, you know, that, that revenge kind of thing. You trade it, you know, Stafford returning. I want to say the lions. I love Dan Campbell. I'm a big Dan Campbell fan, but you know what? I don't know the way that the way they got too cute against the Cowboys on that two point conversion. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> I'm going with the Rams. I think we got an upset brewing, folks. But yeah. I am very excited for this game. Now, if the Cowboys lose to the Packers, I probably won't watch the game. I'll record it and watch it like on Wednesday. But I'm excited for the game. That's my other thing I was I forgot to mention too. Dan Campbell against Sean McVay. McVay no McVay is not gonna do that kind of stupid shit that I love Dan Campbell, but he does some stupid stuff and eventually it's yeah. gonna bite him. I think it's gonna bite him here. Yeah, well, it's that kind of stupid stuff that also gets him there, too. You know what I'm saying? That's true. But it bites him in the ass. And I just think the Rams are rolling. So I'm going with the Rams, too, guys. It's an upset that we're all predicting. We all agree. Yeah. And we're, what, 68% when we all pick the same game? Yes. Well, what I just put it in the notes. What did I have? Uh, Yeah, 56%. So. Oh, 56. Next up, we have got the Philadelphia Eagles at the NFC South champion Tampa Bay Bucks. This is Monday night on ABC and ESPN. Uh, this will be the sixth time these teams have met in the playoffs. Tampa leads three to two. Tampa also, or the Eagles won this game in week three. They played 25 to 11. That was also in Tampa. It's Tampa's fourth year in the playoffs in a row, which I didn't quite believe until I went back and looked. The Eagles' third year in a row in the playoffs. The Eagles started the season 10 and 1. But finished eleven and six after losing five of their last six. Their only win was coming on Christmas against the Giants. The Bucks have won five of six. Their last six going in. The, Bu- the Eagles are favored by three on the road. And I, God, I'm going first here, and I don't, man, I don't like either one of these teams. But I, I just, I don't trust Baker in the playoffs. The Eagles are going to do just enough to win, and they're going to win by like a twenty-one to seventeen or something like that. They are going to cover and win. Okay, Axel knows that's the answer, but I got a trivia question for Brett and Ando. The Eagles going ten and one, and then not winning the division after starting ten and one. One other team in NFL history since the merger has started out ten and one and not win has not won the division. Can you name the team and the year? Oh, God. Mm. Mm. Might have had it been watching the Phillies, the Eagles game, possibly. Or <laughs> It came up during this weekend. That's how I know. I, I didn't know it from, you know, just 
being me. I don't think it's not that it wasn't that long ago, wasn't it? It's been in the last 10 years. I'm not going to, I'm not going to answer that. That's a great question. I think it's pretty recent and I just can't. Son of a bitch. It's not recent. It's not recent. Is it, is it Miami? Is it Miami dolphins? No, it is not. Ando, do you want to? Not recent. I should just guess the Vikings because I usually mm. hold these kind of records. <laughs> but I'm going to say, was it the Bills? No, you you named everybody in the AFC East, but two. No, it's actually the 1986 New York Jets. Oh. And Axel remembered it when I asked him. Oh, of course. He, he oh. knew it. He knew it right away. And I'm like, oh, he, was, he had season tickets. He was at every game. Yeah. He knew, he knew. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Um sure okay, was. Monday night, what I'm five and fourteen or whatever the heck it was. Yeah, well, that's uh, true. Yeah. So I want the Bucks to win, so that means I gotta pick Philly. Um but then now that I put it out in the ether, it may not work. Um I've lost some money on the Eagles this year, and it all started against the stupid stupid game against the Jets, but even though I'm glad the Jets won because it led to the NFC East Championship. But the one time I put money on them and put money on the Niners against the Browns, I lost. That was a rough Sunday. <laughs> uh, God, the Eagles just look – I mean, how do you lose to the Giants when the division's on the line? I mean, they were down early in that game, and – and then Sirianni just pulled his starters. A.J. Brown might not play. He's hurt. Uh, there's a lot of problems in, on that team right now. And the Super Bowl hangover. But you're thinking they're 10-1, and one, no Super Bowl hangover. Well, it, it, it happened. I'm going the freaking Bucks here, my, uh, plus three. I want – so if this all works out, the Rams would play the Niners and Tampa Bay would come to Dallas, baby. But I want I kind of want Philly in Dallas just to just to freaking play the Eagles, man. But hey, I'm going with the Bucks, and I'll probably regret it. Well, well, well. Look what we have here. <laughs> Look at what we have here, folks. <laughs> I missed a word. Now, my understanding is that Baker is pretty beat up. Um, I want to pick the Bucks. Because I think the Eagles are just playing awful. They're just they don't look like a good team right now. Um so you know what? Because of his recent Oscar nomination for Oppenheimer, he was in a, I don't know if anyone saw that movie, but Baker Mayfield was actually in that movie and he was fantastic. Um I'm gonna go with Baker Mayfield and the uh Bucks here too. I thought he was playing the Florence Pugh part, but didn't want to do the nude scene. Well, so he, no, he like, whipped it out, but it was too much for the for the room. So, oh, uh, you know, dude, you know who the, the the guest of honor at the Axel Orgy is? It's freaking Baker, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Oh, there's no question. He's the host. Yeah, he yeah, greets you at the yeah, door. The, <laughs> yeah, Axel's the guest of honor. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Party. he's the host. No, he's I just like host. to watch. <laughs> the voyeur you are. <laughs> So who'd you pick? I picked the box. He took, yeah, he took Baker. Oh, he did. He did. He took Baker. Okay. Ah, well, Monday night. Uh, typically, I would pick the the home underdog, 
Um, and that's, that's exactly what I'm going to do here. Whoa. I, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, the, maybe the Eagles can squeak one out like 21 to 20, but, uh, if, as far as betting the line, I'm going to bet, give me the points bucks plus three. Dang. Nice. I'm all by myself with the Eagles. Uh, nice. I like it. Do you though? No, oh, I don't. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh damn! Okay, at least, at least. I had to pick the Eagles. Of course, I hate it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so that is the end of the regular picks. Now we can do the fun of our brackets. All right. So I don't really have an order. How, how do we want to do this? Um, do we just want to go around. Now remember, there's reseeding, folks. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to? Do you want to? To start it out, do you want to just hit the games and who we think real quick is going to advance, no point spread, and then, or do we want to each do a bracket? How do we want to do? Well, I think it'll be easier to do this if if what each person does like one side at the same time. So, like, if I start, I do my whole AFC at one time, and then you do your AFC, and and then we it'll just so the reseeding part it'll be easier to fill in everything. Okay, you 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 call the shots, and we'll do whatever. Well, let's just. uh, since Brett made the last pick there, well, or no, I started last the last one, so we'll start with Solo. You're next on All the right. list, so let's do your AFC bracket. All right. Texans versus Browns, I'm taking the Browns to advance. Chiefs-Dolphins, I'm going with the Chiefs. Bills-Steelers going with the Bills. Um, so then I'll have the Browns against the Ravens. Um. And the Chiefs versus the Bills. So, Browns, Ravens, I'm so tempted to go Browns, <laughs> but they still could lose to the Texans. So, I'm going Ravens. And then I think the Bills will get revenge and beat the Chiefs. So, for the AFC Championship, I have the Buffalo Bills going to Baltimore, and I have the Baltimore Ravens going to the Super Bowl. Oh, nice solo. Very well put. All right. Um, uh, oh, I missed the last. You had the Ravens in the Super Bowl, you said? Yep. Yes, Ravens in the Super Bowl. Actually, you know what? We can save our Super Bowl stuff till the end. That, if we want. Oh, you, I'll just put it in. Well, yeah, I picked let's the put AFC. It in. Yeah, let's yep, do it. Yep, yep. Yeah. Let's yeah, go yeah, all the way through. Well, I got it in there. Axel. Yeah, okay, let's just find Okay, so I got te- Texans Browns. I picked the Texans. Um, Chiefs Dolphins. I picked the Chiefs. Bills Steelers, I pick the Bills. Um, I'm gonna pick the Chiefs beating the Bills. Ooh, and I'm gonna pick the Ravens beating the Texans. And then I'm gonna pick the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. Whoa. Taylor Swift. At I the guess Super that's Bowl. kind of it's rigged. Yeah, it's kind of chalk, as they say. But um, I do think that that's when it when it plays itself out. Oh, it's it's it against chalk. Well, I guess Ravens is Ravens. Yeah, yeah. You have the third seed going was, to the Super Bowl. That's definitely not chalk. I was thinking because I pick them in the beginning of this is how I I pick the Chiefs in the beginning of the okay, year. Okay, just because I'm old and have no idea what the hell does chalk mean. That is not oh, favorites. Favorite. Oh, favorites. Oh, we just pick all favorite. the favorites. Yeah. yeah, I think it's an old saying, actually. It, okay. I, I think it, yeah, I think it's an old saying. It's like an old better statement. Gamblers, <laughs> yeah. I think like uh, Sal and the boys use it. 
Yeah, so my dad so used to say that, that all before. the time too. Okay. I just haven't heard. I don't know it. why it's called chalk. Maybe because the old betting lines used to be done on a blackboard. <laughs> on a blackboard with chalk. Yeah. Chalkboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the old bookie rooms. It was all old. Car- all yeah. On the yeah. Yeah. Or like <laughs> the phrase "chalk will, will hold," meaning you don't have to break out the eraser. Like just uh, oh, yes. every, everything Good. you filled in. Nice, Brett. Nice. Yeah, that Clear, nice Brett. BTK. Right. I like that. Year of the solo. Like pencil me in. Has nothing to do with anything. Or something, right? <laughs> it's like the opposite of that. Pencil. The opposite in. of pencil me in, yeah. right? Pencil this. You go, Brett. All right. Pencil neck. Um, I'm going to pick the Texans over the Browns. I'm going to pick. Oh, man. See, I, I picked the Dolphins against the spread, but I think well, I'm going to go pick the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Chiefs to win that game and the Bills. And uh, no receding there, so I like the Ravens to advance and the Bills to advance. And I'm going to pick the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Ooh, GK. Like me. Okay. You were original am- Ravens. I am taking the Browns to win over the Texans. I am taking the Chiefs, and I am taking the Bills. And I am, God dang, I don't like taking so many favorites here, but I'll take the Ravens and the Bills up to, yeah, like solo set of ventures. <laughs> besides Cleveland, I, that's my only one that isn't going to be a favorite because I, I like the Ravens in the Super Bowl too. Oh wow! Okay, actually, so, Cleveland is a favorite technically. So I'm the only well, one yeah, picking the Chiefs. Seed, I suppose, yeah, they are a favorite. Ooh, all right, let's go to that. I can't wait to see the NFC now. Let's see. All right, NFC. Who's first? You solo. Me again? Oh, you know, oh, actually, no. This time it would be Axel. I shouldn't go. Oh, I shouldn't go oh I'm yep. sorry. I thought we were just yep, going Axel. Back this to time you're first. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I picked the box over the Eagles. Rams over the Lions and Cowboys over the Packers. Okay, so hold on a second. So you got the you are taking the Rams. So the, right. okay, that would be the Rams 49ers in the second round. Okay. Right. I'm gonna wait for you to write it because yep. I and you had the who it. did you have? The Bucks? Yeah, I had the Bucks. Okay. And yeah, if somebody sees me write something in incorrectly, correct me, because it could easily happen. Yeah, here. that's right. Bucks and Cowboys. So then it would be the okay. 49ers versus the Rams, and I'm going to pick the 49ers. And then it would be the Bucks versus the Cowboys, and I'm going to pick the Cowboys. Oops. And I know it's my original pick from the beginning of the year. I'm going 49ers, Chiefs, Super Bowl. Sticking with his guns. I just think it works out, right? Like I don't. It, well, yeah. I, I wish yeah. I could pick something different. You can you can manipulate it so it works out. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you got at least you got your two teams in there. That's true. You know, from the beginning. That's true. It works Ooh. out like it was. It magically happened. <laughs> when I picked it, it works thing. out because I picked it. <laughs> See, it works out. <laughs> right, well, I, I picked the I picked the Eagles to make the Super Bowl um, in my preseason, and it's tempting for me to keep that, but I just, I just don't see it. 
So I'm going to go ahead and I think I'm going to pick the same as Axel. So I'm going to have the Bucks win, the Rams win, and the Cowboys win. I'm going to have the 49ers beat the Rams and the Cowboys beat the Bucks. Yep. And uh, I don't want to do it, but I got to pick the 49ers over the Cowboys. 49ers, so one versus one, Ravens, 49ers. 1v1, as the kids say. Okay, I'm going to stick with the Bucks, or the, not the Bucks, with the Eagles, just because I just, I don't, I just don't trust Baker. I don't trust the Eagles either, but yeah, I just don't know. Um, I'm going to take the Rams, oh, I already screwed up my own side, but I'm taking the Rams to face the 49ers, <laughs> and the Eagles will be facing the Cowboys. Oh, this is more fun. Divisional games. Yeah, both divisional games. Yeah. I didn't even see that. Oh, nice. I think the Cowboys will go to the NFC Championship game, and but it will be against the 49ers. And I want to take the Cowboys because in the preseason I had the Cowboys here in the Super Bowl. But I just, if the 49ers are healthy, I just can't see them not making the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go 49ers-Ravens too. It's, it's just it's too hard to not pick that. All right. Am I the last in the NFC? You are up. All right. I got Bucks beating the Eagles, Rams beating the Lions, Cowboys beating the Packers. But I have the Rams beating the Niners in an upset. Oh, Purdy goes down again. <gasps> Matthew Stafford to Puka Nakua in overtime. Oh, they win. <laughs> and I have the Cowboys beating the Bucks. <laughs> so I have the Cowboys hosting the Rams NFC Championship. Now the Cowboys. <gasps> I, I I don't have to look it up. One, two, three. It works out. The Cowboys have lost. The Cowboys have lost <laughs> at least four playoff games to the Rams. Oh, at least five. They lost to them a few years ago. I know they lost to them in 1985 when the Cowboys they lost twenty to nothing, and Eric Dickerson ran all over them. They lost a wild card game. They lost the 1979, I believe, NFC Championship. Uh, and you're correct. Wait last a year. Second. Were you in high school for any of these games solo? <laughs> no, I wasn't. Okay. No, I was actually, I, I wasn't for any of these games. Uh, and then you sure that was in 1978. Yeah. 1979. Well, 1979, 1979, 1979, January 1, January 7th of 1979. Wait, hold on. And then I want to say the Cowboys beat them in 75 though. Uh, that's all I remember. They, that's all them. as far as I go. With. Yeah. It's this is 76. They, they actually played them in two playoff games in 1976, one in January and one in December NFC championship in January. And then a, NFC divisional round in December of that same year. So wait, how could they play them twice in a row in the same calendar season? Same calendar. Year. Oh, calendar. Cal- yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. So anyway, so the Rams have gotten the Cowboys number, but I think the Cowboys will beat the Rams in the oh. NFC championship. Cowboys, Ravens, and Cowboys win the Super Bowl, baby. Yes. Why oh, not? Wow. Uh, why not? Why not? I got to go love different. It. I love it. So wait, we didn't do I our mean, Super Cowboys Bowl picks. The 
No, we didn't. That was going to be our next round, but Solo just couldn't help. Oh, so he was rolling. Help me. rolling. I wasn't going to stop you. We'll just go down okay. in order. I can go. Okay. Um, I'm going to say. Oh, you know what? Hold on. Last year we picked scores too. I think. Oh, really? Wow. For the Super Bowl, That's just for tough. the Super Bowl. All right, I'll say mine first since I already picked Cowboys 33, Ravens 31. Oh, that sounds like a good game. That's going to be a great one. I, I just saw, I just watched it ahead of time. <laughs> nice. Freaking phenomenal. I, I threw up five times. Oh, my God. Got hammered. <laughs> All that Tahoe out. vodka to waste. <laughs> Tahoe vodka Sobered up, enough. got hammered again. Just Passed soaked it up again. with yep. a cracker. Um, yep. All right. Am I up? Uh, sure. All right, here we go. Chiefs 49ers in the Super Bowl. I'm going to go against what I picked originally because I picked the Chiefs to win. I'm going to learn from this season. I'm going to say the 49ers are going to win 34-17. Pretty much a blowout. Late touchdown from the Chiefs, but 49ers are the Super Bowl champions. Brock Purdy, MVP. Wow. Um, let's see. I'm going to take the Ravens to win the Super Bowl oh. over the 49ers, and it's going to be a final score of 23-13. to 13. It's going to be a low-scoring defensive battle. It's in Las Vegas, the Super Bowl this year, right? Yeah. Viva uh, Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Gonna set my soul on fire. <laughs> I think the Ravens 49ers is going to be a hell of a Super Bowl, but I think the result is going to be different, Brett. I think the 49ers are going to stay healthy. What? And they're going to they're gonna win. And it's going to be McCaffrey going to be running wild. And Debo Samuel is going to have a huge game. It's going to be 30-13 to 13 over the over the Ravens. So both Ando and I pick the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. Brett picks the Ravens and Solo picks his own Cowboys, which I love. I like that. With which the the Packers are going to beat them on a last second field goal. And I'm going to be like, well, there goes mine. NFC bracket. (laughs) We all pretty much have just Solo picked the Rams to win. We pretty much, yeah, it's. That had to be different. I'm the only one who's going with the Chiefs here. Yeah, but, none uh, of our brackets are exactly the same. So yeah, good picks, guys. Yeah, good not? picks. Why it's, not? This is going to be yeah, so fun. fun. I love the. I love the play. You can't beat it because it's it's. You lose, you're out. You you know you got to go for broke on every play. God, I'm already nervous. I'm already so getting it's nervous. so fun. So fun. I can't wait for <laughs> Saturday. I cannot wait. Three days of it. Love it. Yeah, I'm not going to miss the not being nervous over the Vikings. That's one nice thing about not yeah. having your teams. You can just kind of sit back and enjoy the whole weekend. Oh, I'm well used to that, Ando. It's Yeah, I know. I know. Well used to that. I'm, I'm used to getting my hopes up and then losing in the first game. Maybe the second game if I get lucky. But... Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll start getting butterflies Saturday night. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll text you sure Sunday we'll text morning. You. We'll have it in. All right, yeah. fellas. You guys go into the old love seat. Yeah, we got some stuff to All talk right. about. Well, you know what? Just text me when you're done. It's great podding with you guys. We'll be back next week, and we only have what? How many games are next week? Well, next week we'll have four. 
four games. Two two on each day, yep. which is still great. Then we'll have the two championship games the following week, then a week off, then the, then the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Wow. So so we'll we'll have to do our Super Bowl and maybe do some fun prop bets or something. Yeah, definitely. Uh, talk about what we're going to oh, bet on. Maybe yeah, Brett, should... are you doing your prop bet pool again? Yes. Yeah, we got for it. For sure. All right. Didn't so we, we, we use that last year, I think, pool. didn't we, for this? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think we did. So we'll do some fun stuff. Yeah. Talk about the yeah. bowl games. Oh, <laughs> which I, you know what? I have to, hey, let's not forget. That was actually, that was, I should, I shouldn't say actually, it was way more fun than the game has been. Oh yeah. Years. The way the game has become. Yeah. Especially the, the uh, quarterback yeah. accuracy thing that Kirk Cousins won last year. That was great. That was great. Fun. Now, the fact that you remembered he won it. Yeah, it because they kept cutting to his wife on the on the uh, sidelines. That's why. God, she's gorgeous. Kirk Cousins. Wife. <laughs> uh, this now, Axel's orgy is really. Now listen, like, if Katy Perry had the personality of Kirk Cousins' wife, I would have totally answered yes to that earlier. So, ah, uh, because okay. Kirk Cousins' wife's got it all. All she's well rounded, if you know what I mean. All right, boys, I'm out. All right. <laughs> uh, Love you, actually. Well, speaking of well-rounded, as of next year, though, the love seat will be hosted by BTK. I want. I'm going to give you the love seat next year, ah. and you're going to come with what you want to talk about. Everything love seat style. I think it's time we give you your own segment, BTK. All right, uh, I like it. You've I like deserved it. it. You're getting more pay next year. Um, you know, you're, you're I, have money's coming in. <laughs> <laughs> I entered but, the transfer portal to go to a different yeah, podcast, the tra- and then I pulled out and yeah. came back. You pulled you out, you got more NIU money or whatever NIL money. Uh, <laughs> NIU, what the uh, Northern Illinois University money? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, because the cash is flowing there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time. Hey, Garrett, was it? Oh, what was the running back? Garrett. Oh, yeah, what Wolf? was his name? Garrett Wolf. I think he was like their best player. And then there was, yeah. And then there was another one. I think there was a wide receiver. Leon Johnson or something. Yeah, there was a couple couple of guys in there. Yeah. Anyway, so Michigan Michigan Panthers of the USFL. The Michigan Wolverines uh, defeated the, I almost said Alabama. Oh, my God. The Washington Huskies, 38-13 or 34-13? God. So this, this is why you're hosting next. Year. Okay, this is why this is why you're hosting next year because by this time <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, it doesn't matter. Same same difference. I will. The only thing I will retain is I, I kind of enjoyed going through the bowls and and bringing them <laughs> to you guys. So okay. that I may take still talk about <laughs> I'll, I'll but everything else. To you. Yeah, that was I kind of enjoyed that. I enjoyed that way too much. Uh, you know, doing that. Okay. So I'll take um, off work the next day when we do that podcast. Yeah. yeah you might have to. That was, we went through every single bowl and where it was. At. Anyway. Yeah. You guys have heard it. So uh, what did you guys think of the national chair? I was real quick. I was, you know, like I said, before I told my dad, Oh, you got to watch Michael Penix. He's all excited being a Patriot fan. And, you know, cause they could draft a quarterback. And of course he, he just that defense brought it to him, and he was making bad throws. He got hurt. That throw at the beginning of the second half, 
might've cost him some money in the draft. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know if one throw or one game would hurt him, but I think talking elite top two yeah. picks that he possibly could have, even though he has the injury injury history that might've sealed his fate to the Vikings at 11. Who knows? But uh, what'd you go, Brett, what did you think of the national championship? I mean, did you, first of all, did you want uh, being a big Georgia fan? I know it, I, w- I would have rather seen Georgia, Michigan, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's unfortunately I, you know, but what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I watched a lot of it. It was hard to watch because I'm still trying to get over the fact that Georgia had such a great year and, uh, like, you know, a couple of bad moments in one game is the reason why they didn't make the playoff. But I thought the game was kind of a letdown from the semifinal rounds. Uh, the, the semifinal games were, were both pretty exciting, um, yeah. This game was not. I mean, it was it was closer than the final score, um, but it wasn't. It, it just didn't feel a whole lot of. of there was, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was the flow of the game or what. I mean, there were some big plays, um, but uh, and then but Washington was just kind of disappointing. I mean, I guess I was rooting for them, so it's a little bit biased there, but. I felt like they Penix was just off. A lot of a lot of those throws were wide open uh, misses that could have been touchdowns. Like at least a couple of those, um, and uh, you know a bunch of bunch of uh, throws that would have extended drives with first down receptions that that he was just overthrowing. He didn't have any touch on the ball. They were coming out like cannons, and it was. Um, you know, and and they needed to be perfect to win that game. And I think they they could have won that game if he was really on the money a little bit more, because they were only down by seven going into the fourth quarter. So they were right. still in the game. But in the end, uh, Michigan played pretty solid throughout. Um, their offense didn't look that great, but their offense really hadn't looked that great since. Uh, well, I don't know since like the Penn State game, I would say. Um, but their defense has been solid enough to, you know, win every game, and that's what they've done. So, yeah, th- those are my thoughts. Ando, do you want to share your thoughts on this beautiful well, ep- episode of the Love Seat? <laughs> I mean, I, I have I have mixed feelings because I'm like I said, I'm no fan of Michigan at all. At the same time, I am a Big Ten guy, and I know this is not going to be what Brett wants to hear, but it's a good for college football to not have the SEC win every single year. I think it's nice to have it spread around a little bit. I'm glad the Big Ten won, the, won it for the first time. I thought the game, you're right, the, what, the game was a letdown for sure. I mean, I think besides Penix being off, too, they, they had some receivers dropped some passes that they should have caught, too. I mean, they just didn't – I don't know if it was Washington being off or they they were so, one of those hangover things from the week before going on. But they, they a lot of times they seem like a team that wasn't ready to be there, and Michigan played like they were ready to be there. I mean, their offense didn't blow anybody away, but they ran the ball really well. I mean, they, they still, they didn't, they didn't make a lot of the dumb mistakes. And sometimes that's all, I mean, you could tell that they'd been in those games before. So they just, they played smarter or not smarter, but just, they, you could just tell they had more experience. It, it definitely would have been a better game against Georgia. There's no question in my mind because Georgia has that same kind of experience. They've got a, a, they've got a better team than Washington. I think, I don't think that's a real stretch to say that, but See, I still enjoyed it. I think the Penix thing definitely surprised me a little bit. Selfishly, I do hope he goes to the Vikings because I've watched a lot of his games through his career, and I've never quite seen him play like that. So, 
uh, McCarthy for the for the uh, Wolverines, I thought, played much better than – because I've heard him hyped up many times, and I've seen him play a lot too in the Big Ten, and I've never really been that impressed with him. But I thought he also played a very nice game. So I'm, if he's not going to be a solid starter, he'll at least he'll be in the NFL, whether it's a backup or something at some point. But i say a, let, a letdown from the semifinal games, but I still I still enjoyed it. It was still – I always liked the, the, the championship games. So, I mean, it, it wasn't a blowout like it was – wasn't it last year when Georgia blew the wheels off somebody? Yeah, so TCU. Big. That was last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. So, I was... mean, it was at least it was better than that game. But like even this game, even when it was seven points, it felt like Michigan was pretty much in control the whole game, even when it was close. So it just didn't. It was kind of like anytime, anytime uh, Washington made a little push, it seemed like that was their last stand, and they just couldn't quite get over the hump. So I don't know. It, it wasn't a terrible game, but like you said, it wasn't a great game either. So what did you think about it, Solo? Uh, yeah, it was. It, it was, a, again, I'm with you guys. It was a letdown from the semifinal games, kind of like last year. Same thing happened. And, it, you know, it happens. Um, very rare. I mean, I don't say very rare, but, I mean, there's been some great championship games through the years, but there's been a lot of lopsided ones. But you're right. I think Michigan never felt um, not in control of the game. I, I thought Washington would win. And I'm glad I didn't put money on that because I would have been dead wrong. Because uh, I was all hyped up on the Penix thing and listen to Lombardi talk about how great Penix is. I was just, I bought in, you know, and forgot that Michigan's D is that good. But I mean, those runs by Edwards, it was like Emmett Smith running for the Cowboys in the 90s. I mean, and, and those, well, those holes, holes, they both had some nice. Oh, yeah. Those freaking holes were ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just shows you, you know. But, you know, I think, too, having the Big Ten win a championship is good for college football. Now, it's all going to change next year. The one thing that really not upsets me, but really is the fact that, and it's not because Brett's a Georgia fan, but the fact that Georgia didn't have the chance to, to play because they were better than Texas. I mean, they were close with Alabama. They were, I would say they're better than Washington and they didn't even get a chance, you know, to prove that they could beat Michigan and they might've beaten Michigan. Um, but I, again, college football has been flawed for many years, but at least it's changing and yeah. they finally get a playoff of the right playoff system next year. But yet, all these conferences are all powerhouse network. I mean, it's going to be crazy. I mean, some of these schedules next year, I think like Michigan schedule, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I mean, yeah. I, granted that, that that's awesome. But at the same time, it's like, you might have some like two or three lost teams that are really good. You know, you know, you don't know. Uh, so, I do well. I, I, yeah. Right? Georgia's schedule next year, they have to play on the road against two of the four playoff teams. They have to play at Alabama and at Texas. And then they also play at Ole Miss. And hmm. um, they play Clemson to start the year on a neutral field. Oh, and, then, and then they have their usual like Tennessee game and Auburn game. So <clears throat> it's, it's, I mean, they could easily lose two games and still, you know, be in the mix uh, for the, for the playoff for sure. It's it's going to be a weird weird year. It's it's gonna yeah it's gonna be strange. 
I'm just that was like, why I was always that was why I was I was always so mad that there wasn't a, an extended playoff of twelve or sixteen teams because it makes the regular season all these people that are saying it's going to water down the regular season I think are completely opposite I think it's going to make it better because now like say when Georgia lost that game they were pretty much like well our our whole season is shit because we had lost at the end of the year well now you can lose at the end of the year and that team is still going to be in the playoffs, which it should have been in the playoffs. It should be more than four yeah. teams. There's more room for error in the regular season. I don't, I've never liked the fact that you have to be absolutely perfect because there can be more than three or four perfect teams. So now they're going to, the one I, I first loved them, but lately I, I don't really care about them, but the conference championship games, now that there's extended play, they're still going to have these probably because of money, but are they going to – is, like, the Big Ten going to finally go do the top two teams play for it versus Iowa or Purdue playing a powerhouse? Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank God. Because that, that's yeah, the, annoying. That's the Big annoying. Ten West is a thing of the past. That is – Okay, they're, good. They're, they're I know they got rid of thing. some this year. Some conferences got rid and of them. And the right? SEC is the same way. I think all okay, the conferences good. are going that way as well. I think the ACC is going to be that way as well along with the I Big hope 12. so because, like, honestly, like – I mean, I'm a Syracuse and a Miami fan, but like I miss them playing each other. But they never play each other because they're on opposite ends. Well, and that was that was part of what got the Big Ten in trouble is like when they when they added, I think it was when they added Rutgers and Maryland, and they split it to the East and the West. A lot of these teams, like Ohio State and Michigan, wanted to be in the same conference, the same side because they want they didn't want to lose that game against each other. Right. So right. they're like, well, we don't want to because I mean. In what world do you not put Michigan on one side and Ohio State on the other? I mean, so then you have them meet in the play. I'm sure the Big Ten wanted that because then it yeah. could have been Ohio State and Michigan most years in the in the Big Ten championship game instead yeah. of in the regular season. But they didn't want to lose that, so there was that's why like Minnesota and Wisconsin and Iowa are all on the West because those three teams all wanted to play each other because they've all got rivals with each other. So it's a that's yeah. all going to be gone now at this point. So now is Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC? Yes. Yep. So we're, are we going to get? So I hopefully we'll get Texas and Texas A and M at least back. That rivalry. Yes. I hope they do. Like I, I, that's the one thing that keeps me at bay. Like is that's my college football constant, if you will, is when we get these rivalry games because it, it, it's so there's so much more than just the game. It's the student body. It's it's all the traditions, and I you know, and that's I hope that doesn't change because that is such a a staple for me in college football. Like I love the rivalry game so much. I I do too. And I'm worried that it is going to change. Um, you know, I'm just like, you're, you're yeah. probably still going to get Texas and Texas A&M every year and you'll get Georgia and Florida every year, but you may not get like Georgia Auburn every year. Um, you'll get like, you'll still get Alabama, Auburn every year, but you're going to, I think you're going to lose some, you're going to keep some, but you're also going to lose some. Yeah. Some of those second tier ones that are still great, but you know, they're not the Ohio state Michigan, but like you said, like, you know, Georgia, Auburn, I mean, that's just, yeah. Like you have those, um, you know, or, you know, Alabama, Tennessee, for some reason, I don't know if that's a huge rivalry. I'm sure it is because all SEC football is, but it's those second tier ones that I'm like, oh yeah. Or like when Florida and Tennessee play, oh shoot, that's a good, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, I do, I do like those. Um, Yeah. I think the, I I can't remember because they have announced the big 10 schedule for like the next four years. I can't seem to find it right now. Like not, not week by week, but who has to play who each year. 
And I think there's one or two teams that each rival team gets to keep every year, but the rest of them, like you said, are shuffling yeah. back and forth. So, I mean, we're going to be able to see that storied USC Rutgers famed rivalry game every three or four years. And who, who doesn't want to see that? Or well, Mar- Maryland oh, UCLA. Yeah, I mean, can Axel's you imagine? already recording it on YouTube. TV, <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, the good thing. The good thing is that well. I think the way the SEC is doing it, at least, is that you're still gonna you're gonna get to play more. Uh, you're gonna get to see every single team in the conference more often. So you're gonna get to see you're gonna play everybody in a two year cycle. So okay. in a oh, okay. four year cycle, you'll have a home and home against every single. Oh, member that's of the awesome! Conference. I do like that. I do. What like you're gonna that. lose is the annual rivalries. So right, you're not going right. to get the every single year. You're not going to get like maybe like Texas and Oklahoma, and then Texas and a and and Texas A and M. Maybe one of those has to go away. You're still going to get it every other year, but you may not get it yeah. every year. So oh, there's going right. to be a lot of about that. that. So I, that's one of the early rivalries in the season. I love is the Texas Oklahoma Red River Shootout rivalry or whatever alignment. It's, it's yeah, you're going to have. You're, you're going to have some weird, like, you know, Oregon versus Maryland. Uh, <laughs> yeah, stuff, that's exactly stuff, right. Just stuff like that. There is, yeah. That is going to be, that's going to be really weird for me. Living on the West Coast is like, the you know, Oregon and stuff being in the Big Ten. That's, that's bizarre. Well, yeah, like, I'm looking at the Gopher schedule next year. And September 28th, they play in Ann Arbor at Michigan. October 5th, they come back home to play USC, and then they go out to UCLA the next week in Los Angeles. Oh, so it's like, and that, that's the heart of the Big Ten schedule for them. So it's like, what the hell? It's going to be weird as hell. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Yeah. And that's yeah. early on, right? So yeah. are we seeing the close to the end of these like small schools against, you know, to, you know, like UMass versus Penn State or something like that? Are we well, going to. Uh, I'm looking at the Gophers and their three non-conference schedule. They've got North Carolina uh, Tar Heels, which they have, that's a that's a that's, series. They played them this last year in North Carolina, so they played them at home. But then they play Rhode Island and Nevada. Are there only two other? Oh, U R I. They play. Yep. Oh no, <laughs> they got to crush crush U R. So, but that's all they have. So I think normal. I want to say that I think that's the normal number is three. But one of those is a okay. power school now, at least. So. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be weird. I wanted to bring up two two weird uh, possibilities with the new playoff as well. Um, Just kind of brainstorming here. So, first of all, I was thinking about how tough uh, Georgia's schedule is. Suppose they do, you know, they split the Alabama-Texas games, but they lose another game somewhere like at Ole Miss. They finish with two losses. So, if the if you finish in the top two in the conference, you play in the conference championship game. Now consider that they, if they lose two and still finish in the top two and they play that game, if they lose that game to the number one team in the conference, they would now be sitting with three losses. How would the committee look at that three loss team compared to a Georgia team with that, that like finished third and didn't have to play in that game. So they still only have two right. losses. So the committee is going to have some weird, difficult decisions too, as far as all of that stuff. Like how, right. how much did they weight the conference championship games, you know? And and then the the second weird point is that if you're going to get four automatic bids, uh, 
um, to the four highest ranked conference champions. And then um, actually, well, those are going to be the four buys. And then I think, so it's five automatic bids and seven at larges. But now all of the power lies in two conferences. So you're only going to get one SEC team and one Big Ten team to get a buy. And all of these other teams that are that have been in the top five, top ten all year long are going to be out of the top four, right? Whereas you're going to get like a, a Big 12, probably a Big 12 and an ACC team also getting a buy. But they could be ranked well under other teams that don't get a buy. Oh, I see what you're saying. They could be ranked so like 12th the, in the nation but get the buy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like as far as oh. the power ranking goes, you're going to be giving buys to, you know, at least two teams that are that are non-SEC Big Ten teams, and they could be ranked well less lower in the standings. Well, and that that's probably. Teams. That's probably the one way they keep these conference championships now because they mean more than anything to get the buy. I'm not right? saying I have a problem with it. I'm just saying it's going to be weird. Yeah, I don't know if weird. I do or not. Yeah, but it's going to be weird. It is weird because of, but like, because you, you know, then you losing the championship may hurt you more, um, depending on what they, you know, unless you only had one loss maybe and that you might be okay. But that's interesting because then you win the ACC, you're automatically getting a buy, even if you're the tenth best team in the. That's, I guess, that's right. what keeps the championship have a lot of, yeah. you know, still, still very important. The, still makes the regular season super important too. Well, yeah, the regular season you want to win, you you got to chuck up wins, yep, um, and try to get your base. And the twelfth seed, most years will probably be that fifth. Uh, conference champion that's like a non-power five or non-power four, like a Liberty mm-hmm. this year, will get right. in. So that five versus twelve game, you want to be the fifth seed because then you get to play that that team in the first round, and then you get to right, play right. the four seed in the second round. And the four seed could be like number sixteen Clemson out of the ACC who won the right. oh interesting conference yeah. championship. So. Huh. So that so that five seed could have an easier path, right. you know, through, throughout the playoffs. Than I mean, you play you the know, extra game, you know. but you may, you know, you, you may be playing Liberty and do they you know, do they like reseed or is it a straight? Do you know, Brett? Do they do they reseed after the first round or do they follow like a, a static bracket? I'm not sure uh, if they've decided that. Uh, I assume I. I don't think they reseed, but even if they did, I think the four would still play the five in that in that scenario I just mentioned. Well, like um, if the if the twelve yeah, seed the five won, wins, yeah. then it then it would if automatically the play the the ones. That's, I suppose they would anyway. Yeah, that's sure. a good that's a good question. Yeah, maybe they do, maybe they would reseed. Yeah, like if the if the ten beat the seven, then the ten would be playing. Or or like you said, like the say the. Uh, the ACC, say Florida State was undefeated, but they were a weak team, and they the the team that's the the ten or the eleven or twelve seed or whatever they would end up playing was like a nine and three SEC team, and the SEC team blows them away in the first round. Then where does that that that's so wait a minute seeding thing? So if Florida State, if it was this year, they would have got a buy, no matter what, right? They could have they yes. couldn't leave them out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Wow. Is so the chances of upsets are could be pretty high potential because you yeah. really, or you'd say 
Penn State or something that's nine and three or nine and four, whatever. whatever well, not nine and four wouldn't get in, but you know what I'm saying. So it's I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's, it's going to be interesting. It's right. It's going to be interesting because I, I highly doubt the NCAA has thought through all these things. I don't give them that much credit. <laughs> I know. Condoleezza Rice is no, loaded and like yeah. Oh, there's yeah. going to be a ton of un- unintended consequences. It's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, up. and like we said, yeah, it, 13 teams, 13 and 14 are going to be pissed off. It's just, it's always going to happen that way. Right. At least we're getting 12, was it 12 teams, right? Yeah. Yeah. Eight, four. Yeah. yeah. 12 teams. So at least like yeah, this and- year, you'd, you'd have your Florida state, you'd have Liberty, you'd have Georgia, you know, you'd have Oregon, you would have like the, t- cause honestly, Really, are there 12 teams that are really deserving that they could win the title? I mean, I'm glad they're going to play the games, but I got to believe if you're 13 or 14 or whatever, uh, you know, it's, you know, win that extra game. You know, you have to win and you have right. to beat some, you know, win that extra game. Uh, I think it, that, I think this will work, but it's going to be interesting, like Brett said, with if you're the fifth seed and you're playing, you know, Frickin' North Carolina happens to win the ACC, but is ranked 16th. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it, it's it's not going to be perfect. There's, I don't think there is a perfect solution. And it's and like I said, somebody 13th or 14th, 15th, they're going to be pissed. But I mean, the 69th and 70th team that don't get into the NCAA basketball tournament are pissed off. So, and I know I those know. teams. There's no chance in hell of them going to the final four or finals. So, it's yeah. I don't. Somebody's going to be mad yeah. no matter what. But I think it's going to be a massive improvement. Yeah, I agree. I think it will be as well. It has do to we be. Have, it has to do we have time to go over the the schedule next year real quick? Because I was looking at the, all the how the dates fell. Because Are you going over every schedule of every team? Is that what you want to do? No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> oh. I mean the play the playoffs. Play, yeah, go for it. Yeah, we'll do that, and then we'll end the love seat. Because it's it's, it it's it's a weird year because Thanksgiving is late. Um, it's like the 28th of November. So that conference Whoa. championship Saturday is going to be like December 7th. Oh, wow. And then, and then the first round of the playoffs is December 20th and December 21st. So it's two weeks after or, or two weekends after that s- selection committee makes its decisions. You're already jumping in the first round, which is going to be on campus, the high, on the higher okay. sense campus. There's going to be one Friday night game and three Saturday games. Okay. The that, and then the quarterfinals are going to be in played in the New Year's New Year's Six Bowls. On, oh, okay. On New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, I think there's again there's one New Year's Eve night and then three New Year's Day. Ooh, okay. So every year, or at least the first two years, this. The six New Year's six bowl games are going to be um, the four quarterfinal games and the two semifinal games. Those six games will be played in the six New Year's six bowl games. So you'll have that quarterfinal round January 1st, and then the semifinal round is going to be on a Thursday and a Friday, Mm. which is uh, January... 11th or 12th, whatever it is. On a mm-hmm. Thursday and a Friday, huh? But they decided to do Thursday and a Friday, I think, to avoid... Oh, the NFL, I'm the sure. NFL, because the way the NFL schedule falls next year, I think because Labor Day is early, but Thanksgiving is late, 
you're going to get the first round of the NFL playoffs is going to be that that weekend um, where normally you would have like th- those semifinal games. Normally you would have the national championship game on a Monday, which mm-hmm. it was right, this year, right. last right. Monday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, next year that's going to be the Monday night wild card NFL game. Oh, okay. So to so to avoid that, they're playing Thursday and Friday. I guess night night games. So each we're going to have two college playoffs on Thursday and Friday, and then Saturday Sunday NFL playoffs. <laughs> we're getting divorced. Yes. Saturday oh, Sunday oh, and, Mon- and Monday. And Monday. Saturday, oh Sunday, my god. Monday. Dude, I'm already, I'm already ready days for it. I'm NFL excited playoffs. for it. Next year, can we get? Can we fast forward? No. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh that sounds <laughs> awesome. Yes. And then the champion championship oh, game geez. is going to be that following Monday, January twentieth. And that is going to be after the second round of the NFL playoffs where there's not a Monday night game. Oh, wow. the another, great, another amazing weekend. So, so they'll have that Monday night to themselves, January 20th. And that game will actually be in Atlanta. Um, oh. So that'll be fun. Yeah, I don't have to go to Atlanta so twice the, this year now. Jesus. <laughs> so the schedule, it was just, it got me excited looking at how it fell on the calendar. Um, they're not. They're not going to be competing with the NFL, except for possibly the only day that could happen is December twenty first, Saturday, which there's going to be three first round college football games that day. And if the N- the NFL can choose to play their Saturday games like they like to do in December, the NFL could choose to compete with those games. It'd be interesting to see if they do or they don't do that. Um, yeah, I hope they I think, don't. I hope they don't too. But yeah, no every, every single other day, I, I think I, either league will have to themselves. Well, wow. and I can't, I can't find it here. But somebody, some coach was talking about it a couple weeks ago that next year the transfer portal opens during the playoffs too. And I think I made a mention this one other time on the podcast. But yeah, I think last week you did. That'll, that'll, all that being in there too, man. It's going to be. Man, that'll be it'll be crazy, crazy month in January all of a sudden. Oh my god! But the fact, yeah, the fact that it extends in January college football, yeah, to the twentieth. I love, yeah, that is very nice. And it's and a it playoff game; it's not just some 20th. random bowl. Yeah, so you got a month. Yeah. When did you say? When was the first? Playoffs. When is the first game? Brett, you said the first playoff game again. Uh, there's one game Friday night, December twentieth, and then three games Saturday, December twenty first. Nice. And then in between, we get our Detroit Bowls and yeah. our freaking <laughs> Coca Pop Tart Bowl, yeah. Pop Tart Bowls that, you know, <laughs> I'll be like, Brett's yeah. stupid pool has been awful. <laughs> My pool is going to be jacked up. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Oh, like, yeah. The first round games, bowl games, I guess, because, because the New Year's Six oh, Bowls, you don't know what the matchup's going to be until after the oh, first round is played. Yeah, what if you. So you Oh yeah, I, didn't I don't know that. if I can include those in my pool unless I change the rules around about, uh, change, you know. Well, how many other? Deadline. There's still besides those. There's still what thirty All games. Right. Yeah, there's still going to be like thirty-seven bowl games. Other than those, I okay. think. So you, you could just do those thirty-seven and then do a separate thing like an eliminator type thing or a thing for the playoffs, couldn't you? Or is that uh, that's true. Yeah, I don't know if you make it something. two parts or two separate things like some of the other stuff you've done where you had, you could do two two games at the same time. Or 
if for some reason, say there is a, well, it may not happen, but if there was a tie, then you could, yeah, but that, then they could pick, but I don't know. Yeah. That's probably, you're probably, your idea is better. I'm just realizing like, first of all, there's probably not going to be a tie with points and record, but if there is, they could pick, but then it's, yeah, no, I guess we're just going to. Yeah, I was just saying, you could still do a thing where you pick against the spread in the playoffs, too. You just have everybody send in picks just like you do for the NFL pool. I don't know if that would work or not. Hmm. Yeah. I'll have to get I haven't even call. considered this. I'll, I'll keep speaking about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, because the only thing with picking the playoff games is you may have too many people tied because yeah. there's, so there's so few games. And so, hmm. Just think about that one. Yeah. yeah, well, it's an exciting problem to have. Well, yeah, and at yeah, least it, exactly. if 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 you can't include those, at least it makes the shitty bowls relevant to us. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's not like in the, my NFL pick two pool. Like the biggest game of the year was Jets Patriots on the final game, <laughs> final Sundays. Oh Usually, the crappy the crappiest games are the biggest games because everybody's picking both sides, trying to get the oh only. The, how many people were in that pool this year? Like forty. Uh, forty six. So the only yeah. forty six people in the United States that cared about that game on Sunday were all <laughs> all in or in your pool. Probably so. Actually, not even yes. that, because not many people were probably what two people that was between or three. Yeah. yeah uh, so the, the four four people were yeah actually f all four of the top four were still in it. Okay, that, so those four they, people only ones that care. For sure. See, I was like, I was like freaking Florida State. I finished sixth or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I was oh, foolish my. because I didn't. I didn't quite understand because this is the first time I've been in that one, and I didn't quite understand how to use the the punts. So I didn't uh, use them until the end. I'm like, then I finally figured out what I should have been using those throughout the season. I didn't quite understand what I was doing there. So yeah, much. I I went a different strategy this year because I did the same thing, Ando. I kind of saved them and whatever. I kind of used them at the beginning, especially because the first couple of weeks you don't know some of these. Yeah, teams. that's that's what I should have done. I you know, I used I them more yeah. early early than or if i saw a week i just didn't like two teams i just used it and that's but what then i should have done i always felt like i was playing catch up though at two but even though you look oh this person didn't even use punts yet but you know it's yeah because i kept saving them and then I, when we got to about i don't know two three weeks left i'm like wait a second i should have been using these the whole season because the last two weeks i got nobody else left to pick so it, i think next year I'm, I'm using two in week one i'm just gonna do it I, I yeah, might. Well, you only, yeah, you only have four to play with, and if, so if you yeah. skip a week, you just only have two. So if you use them right yeah. away, does that yeah. count against your wins to start the season thing? No. Okay, that doesn't count. Okay. Yeah. No, you're just like if you everyone goes two and zero, oh and you go zero oh and zero, oh, you're still. Yeah, but like, know. isn't the tiebreaker whoever gets the most wins to start the season? Yes. Well, oh, it's, your, oh. it's your it's your pick winning streak to start the year, but it starts whenever you start picking. Like okay. whenever you have okay. your first okay. loss, or the or the I should say the week that you have your first loss, however many. So it many it acts just like, like a bye week, then really. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, if you so, if you got your first four and then you you win those and you take one, it doesn't that doesn't count as your streak breaker. That just counts yeah, as. I, a I think I think the, the week okay. one I took I did one punt and I picked Minnesota because I. Thought they were easily <laughs> going to beat Tampa Bay, and we're like, oh, we all man. did already. Zero and one, already zero and one. Awesome. 
So that's a good strategy to skip week one, or some people skip week one and week two, and and they use all their punts in the first two weeks. But mm. you also I like watch saving a couple because of week eighteen, yeah, which is which we've learned is basically a preseason week for a lot of teams. Yeah, um, you know, one people one one person hang, hang, held on to uh, Philadelphia, and. <laughs> Oh, they lost yeah. to the Giants. Well, I held I held <laughs> on to Philly to week road. seventeen against the Cardinals. And that 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 killed yeah, me. But, yeah. And then the last week I saved bad teams thinking they had a better chance of winning. And then the Giants did beat the Eagles, but then I had Carolina. And that was a freaking waste. Yeah. I, anyway. I, one, one thing I learned about it is I need to take teams when I think they're definitely gonna win. That not necessarily hold hold the good teams because sometimes you may not get to use them because I don't remember which team it was. it was. I don't know if it was the Bengals or the Vikings, somebody that lost their quarterback, and I had been saving them because I'm like, well, they're they Me play too, the yeah. team later, and then I was like, I'm thinking back, I'm like, I should have just used them when they played Carolina because they whooped the shit out of them, and it's a guaranteed win. But, That's know, what I, I did. I saved, I saved them, and then I had to use them against Minnesota, and that was that crazy overtime game. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> yeah, like, oh, my God, this is too much stress. I've got I've got to do a little more st- strategy next year in that pool. So now that I know what I'm doing a little bit, I, it should be better. But yeah, I, yeah, I still don't know if I know what I'm doing. But well, I, I know what well, I'm doing better. I still don't know what I'm doing. But <laughs> Andy still finished seventh. Andy Andy ended the year strong. Yeah. Um, I finished uh, seventh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even look at the final because I knew I had no shots. I'm like, I'm not even going to look. Pretty at good it. out of 46. Well, then That's I don't feel actually, so bad. The four of us all finished together: fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth. <laughs> it's kind, it kind of funny. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, not in the money. That's awesome. <laughs> We're like stupid. Cool. We wouldn't have made the college football playoff. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Next year, though, exactly. we're good next year, right? <laughs> yeah, we're good next year. <laughs> we wouldn't have made the college. Oh my god, I don't know if I can pay out the top twelve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, we just we just have to recruit more people. So if we get a hundred people on it, then you can pay out the top twelve. That would be okay. Yeah, that, that's, that could be. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Maybe I'll just go for worse record next year or something. Definitely some people. And then I'll probably. And then I'll. Yeah. No, I can't do that. That seems like it would be even harder. Yeah. Because all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, I'm six and two. I was picking the, you know. (laughs) Well, all things equal, it'd be harder because if you finish second worst, you don't get anything. You have to finish worst. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would have picked. I would have picked Tampa Bay week one. (laughs) <laughs> you've been undefeated right away yeah. undefeated yeah <laughs> oh boy oh, good oh, stuff god all right all right well thank you guys for listening um remember go to i don't freaking know you can go anywhere you want but if you want to see the hear the other pods we do uh dvrpodcast.com or if you want to become a patron and subscribe and help us do independent podcasting for a few bucks a month, or you could get really generous if you want. Go to patreon.com slash DVR. We'll be starting up next week. Uh, True Detective Night Country. Me and Axel will return as we did season three of True Detective. Uh, and it's been a while. It's been like six years or something. Like, oh, that was a yeah, long time ago. Yeah, um, so we sure. got that. But some there's a lot, of, a lot of good shows coming out this year. That and then uh, the Monsieur Spade, uh, Clive Owen playing oh, Sam yep. Spade on the AMC. That that premieres on the 14th as well as True Detective. And then, of course, House of Dragon in the summer. And 
you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff going on. We'll be more clear about release dates on various shows because some of them either got canceled or pushed because of the strike. So some networks are unclear. Uh, but anyway, it's still football season. So don't worry about that stuff. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's been a great regular season. Now the stretch run, we got some playoffs. We'll be coming back each week. So for Axel Foley, for Ando, for Brett, and for me, Heath Solo, thanks for listening and uh, enjoy the playoffs. We'll see you next week. Welcome to HBO Family Channel East.